0: Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the fifth podcast of McYap and Fries. This is Yap. This is Mac. And welcome.
1: Alright, on to the news. Well we first say this week we're gonna do it slightly differently because there's nothing to watch in the cinema.
0: I mean there there is stuff that's on, it's just like none of it looks particularly interesting. I <laughs> I mean I don't care about You know we, we could have gone to see Deception, but mm. uh, you know, I mean it's a one word movie, I don't like them. Yeah. I mean but everything I've heard about that movie is that it's complete shit anyway, so there's no point. I mean like so Deception, Mirrors or is there another one word movie as well, same time? Um uh, the Asylum. There's mm. another Asylum that's out. Uh, but uh, I haven't heard anything about these movies. Um, Except for a deception, I hear the deception is absolutely shit. So we don't really need to see it because you just can go online and look at any review and it'll tell you it's shit. So with the Labor Day weekend in the U.S., that's the end of the summer
1: movie blockbuster uh, period. So we're going to look at retrospective of yes, summer Yes, it's, it's,
0: it's a res- retrospective um, edition today. We're going to look back at uh, all the movies of the summer. Um, it's been a pretty good summer, actually. Very good. So it's we're going to really talk about the stuff we
1: really like the summer instead of talking about crap we don't want to see.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean, we'll. We're, we're try, we'll try to cover as many of uh, the other movies that came out in the summer as well, some of which uh, we kind of liked. Maybe I liked one and Ian didn't like another, or maybe we both flat out hated them. Uh, love, Good Guru. Guru. <laughs> but uh, before we get to that, we'll uh, just start with a little bit of news. And as well, if you disagree with
1: anything or have some more news yourself, send it to podcast at McGet Fries. I'm putting it in early this week because no one should email
0: us. Oh, yeah. Now send us an email. Come on, you pussies. <laughs> That'll get him to email that us. That'll <laughs> tell That'll get him to email us. Hey mail, we don't care. We're just we're desperate for content. Like, yeah, this message is for yap, yeah. you little shit. <laughs> Here's a question for your sorry ass. I give you a school, bitch. <laughs> Beat down on you on the basketball court. <laughs> oh, I love it when you're rough. On to the news. Okay, Spider-Man 4. Yes, there is going to be a Spider-Man 4. It is confirmed they're aiming for 2010. And now it turns out that they're, they're gonna do um, Spider-Man four and five back to back. That's all the news we have on that right, software, apart from Raimi and and uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Ramey and Toby Maguire have apparently signed on uh, to do it. Now, according to uh, according to like uh, the stuff that I read online, apparently this is uh, official. But there's been a lot of uh, <laughs> back and forth uh, over the last few weeks of news that comes out, and then a few days later, someone says that's bullshit. Yeah, we've been caught in it three times, I think. So, yeah, back. yeah. Uh, so just to be on the safe side. Um, Mark of the uh, he, speculative news. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, at, the, at, the mo- at the moment it's probably speculation, although they are saying that Maguire and Raimi have signed on, although Kristen Dunst has not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sony Pictures is saying that um, they don't want to recast her, so I guess if she doesn't come back, it's because she just don't want to. And I mean,
1: Raimi before this was like more interested in thinking about producing it, and maybe there was a lot of talk about him getting someone else to direct it just because he's tired. Mm-hmm. And probably because Spider-Man 3 sucked. Yeah, so <laughs> the fact that he signed on it might mean that he did actually get Ben Kingsley as the vulture oh really well maybe I mean that would be something that he'd say I'll do it I'll make you loads of money but There's, give me Ben
0: have you seen this thing on YouTube where Ben Kingsley impersonates Anthony Hopkins he has a conversation with himself and he, 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 he plays himself he, and Anthony Hopkins no no he, it's, he does Anthony Hopkins having a conversation with his character from Sexy Beast and it's pretty funny. He does a spot on Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. It's uh, pretty damn funny. But then again, he'll be looking for any work now after the Love Guru last week. Yeah, after the Love Guru, he definitely needs to sort of re- rethink his career. And then, and after he uh, after he did that, he he signed off as Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the kudos. But uh, so yeah, for Spider Man four and five back to back. Although that is also not um, certain. Yeah. there there is a there is sort of like a two a, a four and five script that's been kicking about and i think that that's the one that they want to do but they're sort of uh they haven't entirely decided yet whether or not they want to shoot both films or whether they want to try and condense everything into one film okay uh, and also, uh, another, like, uh, sequel that's coming up that I never... This is this is what I'm talking about, about things that, uh, you know, you say last... Like, was last week, we were talking about the Ghostbusters game, and how uh, Dan Aykroyd was quoted as saying, there won't be a Ghostbusters 3, but if there was, it would be this. Yeah, because Bill Murray apparently didn't want him to do it. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it without him. Mm-hmm. So but, but apparently now there is a Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> that's been uh, greenlit by, by Columbia. Um okay. And it's being written by uh, the executive producers and writers of uh, the American version of The Office, uh, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they're currently working with uh, Harold, Harold Ramis, uh, Egon Spengler, uh, on the new film that he's directing called uh, Year One, which is some Darwinian type comedy with Jack Black as a caveman.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Darwinian comedy. I was where are we going with that?
0: Yeah, no, it's like uh, it's actual Darwinian. Because I mean, I
1: think Ghostbusters Three is—I think they talked about it before—and they'll probably they'll probably end up doing this, seeing as all the major franchises are kind of moving on to the next generation. Indiana Jones did it, loads of Mummy did it with like the kid and mm-hmm. stuff. So, but ever since Ghostbusters like, Three could be bringing in the kids, which could mean it could turn out to be shit. But hopefully, those guys have got to go to the record, so hopefully it'll be cool.
0: But ever since they, um, ever since they, ever since I read about this, I've been thinking about all these classic lines in, in the in the first Ghostbusters. The first Ghostbusters has so many great Good lines. Up. You know, it's like, like, uh, first you can listen to Mr. Pecker. My name is Peck. Yeah. Cats and dogs living (laughs) together. Pandemonium. Mass hysteria. Uh, Enough, I get the point. (laughs) You know, what if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, nothing happens. You go to jail peacefully, quietly, we'll enjoy it. (laughs) But if I'm right, and we can't stop this thing. You, Marty. Is it Marty or Lenny? Lenny. 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 Would have saved the lives (laughs) of millions of registered voters. (laughs) get him out of here. I'm going to miss you. (laughs) I'm going to get you Venkman. I'm going to send you a nice fruit basket. I'm going to miss him. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I'm a a big Ghostbusters fan. That's actually, I think, um, that's the first movie that I have a, that I have a complete memory of my, of seeing as a kid. Oh, really? In the cinema. I know the first. It's in the cinema. Yeah. I, I remember catching glances on the TV because my parents wouldn't let me watch it because it was too scary. Oh, well, my parents—they're they're fucked in the head. You know, so <laughs> they, 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 they take me to see all this. Actually, my grandmother took me. <laughs> I remember I was like. You know, when, it, when I saw it, Slimer scared the shit out of me! <laughs> I was screaming! I had
1: the same thing with Gremlins.
0: It's agree. weird when you're, when, when, you're, when you're a small kid, because I would watch Ghostbusters and that scared me. But I watched The Exorcist and it cracked me up. <laughs> you're just weird. And then when I was 16, I saw Ghostbusters again and it just made me laugh my ass off. And then when I was 16, I saw Exorcist again and it scared the shit out of me. Do you know what she did? Oh, don't start. Your something daughter. <laughs> Podcasting because. Okay, well, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Ghostbusters 3 apparently is uh, on the fast track. It's being written. And um, no official word as to whether or not all of the original cast is going to come back. All Ernie Hudson's going to say yes. Ernie Hudson will say yes. Like yes. we I, said the other day, he, he, he's famous. I mean, I don't see why he, he won't come back. Dan Aykroyd, you know, he, he wouldn't mind some money. He hasn't made that in a while, actually. You know? <laughs> no, but. Uh, Bill Murray's the link Bill, Bill Murray's, Bill. Yeah. Bill. Bill Murray's the one that. But And Sigourney Weaver as well. Yeah. And Rick Moranis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am the keymaster. The gatekeeper. Uh, instead, it was a giant slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, another um, another. Oh, okay, but uh, going back to Ghostbusters, is like it's not confirmed whether the cast is coming back. Although, having said that, um, the characters are all from the original, so in in that regard, they are trying to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Keep it uh, like to what it they was. have some
1: pesky kids in there. I'll be really
0: annoyed. Uh-huh. On to other news. Uh, Daniel Newman has been cast as Malachi in the remake of Children of the Corn. I'm excited about this. Children of the Corn is one of my favorite favorite horror. You know uh, annoyed they're remaking it though? Because they could fuck it up and everyone will just remember the remake. Uh, I mean, because the remake remaking Poltergeist as well. It doesn't Yeah, just be I know. That looks great. It it does, but a lot of movies don't need to be remade. I mean, like, uh, but I don't. I'm not saying that I'm going to go see it. It's just kind of like it's got because I haven't thought about Children of the Corn in quite a while. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like. Back in you there. know, it's you know. I hear, I see Malachi and the, and the guy that they've uh, this guy they cast Daniel Newman actually looks like uh, the guy who played. I think the original guy was like uh, Courtney Gaines. It oh, I don't know. Or it's something. Not, not a big part, but of he was daughter. just a freaking you know? <laughs> Outlander. We have your woman. She still lives. <laughs> Outlander, maybe you don't hear so well, and he cuts her face. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah, Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton. They were the they were the Outlanders. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ken, Candice McClure from uh, Battlestar Galactica is in it And David Andrews from Heroes They're going to be in it it's being David di- Andrews in Heroes? Uh, I don't watch Heroes, you do David Andrews doesn't ringing the ringing Oh,
1: I think he was the, the immortal guy in the latest season
0: Was he? Yeah mm, It's all Greek to me, mate yeah. I don't know And it's being directed by Donald Borcher Go figure Go figure I have no idea who the fuck he is
1: uh, there's a shitload of Miller, Mark Miller news which kind of piled up over the last week because I forgot to do it. Um, Mark Miller is a comic book writer. He wrote Ultimates which is basically what Marvel are working towards with their Iron Man movies and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of takes long, well-known heroes and reinvents them slightly and makes them good again. Um, so the Ultimates will be a great movie when they finally get around to that. That'll just be the Avengers that they're working towards in mm-hmm. 2010. Yep.
0: He also uh, wrote um... um uh, what's that uh, Red Sun Superman Red Sun, yeah. Superman Red Sun which was a really a really cool book if yeah. you haven't if you haven't read that I highly recommend it it's basically what would happen if Superman hadn't landed in the USA and wasn't for truth justice in the
1: American way but was for truth justice and the communist way
0: yes if he landed in Russia
1: yeah so <laughs> it's very cool but um, he's been talking apparently to uh, the Warner Brothers about Superman and again, this is very, very early news. He's basically yeah, saying we've been talking. He has an idea for three movies. It's like seven hours of Superman that would be very cool if he got to do. Yeah. But um, it's totally like speculative. It's him kind of basically. I think that the news that he announcing it was basically to try and build up some show, the buzz that built up by him even just announcing it.
0: Yep. Uh, his, uh, his, he wants to do it like uh, a la Lord of the Rings type thing. He wants to release one each year. Yeah. <laughs> so he hopes to get
1: word in the next few weeks where it's going to be going ahead. He also works on a lot. He he flips between. He's done that modern comic book guy thing, flipping between writing a well-loved character and then writing his own shit, which he owns a whole lot of, so that he can actually get all the money when they make it into a movie. And he wrote Wanted. Mm -hmm. and uh, he's working uh, he's also wrote this comic book called Kick-Ass which I haven't actually seen but it's apparently like a real world take on heroes again but it's about a teenager who basically decides to go out and fight justice so Batman Year 1 but totally realistic so he gets completely beaten up
0: and there's a movie being uh, made based on that as well, yeah. um, this guy Aaron Johnson is playing the lead and Nicolas Cage is playing like his mentor or something is he the like the mentor or he's the bad guy, he's like,
1: he's supposed to be This his daughter is in it as well, or he's, back to, he's playing father of the daughter that this kid comes up against I think. I'm is. not too sure, I'm actually not really, I'm not really familiar with the book. Yeah. So but either way, McLovin's in it as the son of a hitman, so that's got to be cool. Oh. McLovin from Superbad, great guy. They've got my money. Yeah. Um, I was
0: he, was he was the only thing I really liked in, in Superbad actually when he gets out of the cop car and he's walking slow <laughs> and he flicks the cigarette it's like <laughs> love. him and the two cops that was the best bit in Superbad Superbad is like it was one of those movies like w- what are you trying to say like if, if you put if you put the word fuck in every sentence we're gonna laugh yeah was. Th- that, that's kind of how that movie was for me I mean I'll put up with anything but I thought it was vulgar I
1: never used the word vulgar but I thought it was vulgar for the first hour and then near the end it got great a pretty good
0: near the end a hard a a hard talking hard drinking hard swearing Irishman finds it vulgar yeah pretty much (laughs) for all your video game fans out there there was news this week about
1: the Metal Gear Solid movie so any of you who played that are saying what's the point because the game is basically play for a minute watch a cutscene for 30 minutes play for another minute watch another cutscene Great game and all, but uh, Amy Adams has been talked about being big cast as Meryl, who is, the movies Amy, is... Amy Adams? Amy Adams, Enchanted yeah. Amy Adams? Enchanted Amy Adams, exactly. <laughs> and the director is uh, Kurt Rimmer, who did uh, *Ultraviolet* and Equilibrium. And Equilibrium, I love Equilibrium. So, there's, like already, there's already petitions online to get the voice of David Hayter, who wrote X-Men. Uh-huh. He's the voice of Solid Snake, who is the main character in Metal Gear Solid. There's been three games, these things shift to PlayStation, ridiculous they are like the fans are rabid I I know a guy who's rabid about it I know know
0: a couple of Metal Gear freaks
1: Yeah, I played the second one I think in 17 hours straight because I only had the I had the PlayStation for a week but I had to give it back at the end of the week and I forgot to do it
0: you're a fucking lunatic
1: well it was good so um she's been talking about that a lot she said like Viggo Mortensen and Christian Bell were talked up for the role of uh, Solid Snake but again this is very very early news but there's a petition online already to say David Hayter needs to be Snake because of the voice now he looks he he could probably pull it off but um it's basically Super Spy. Hmm. It's James Bond, but like... It's, it's James Bond, Mission Impossible kind of thing, but more so. Plus giant mechs.
0: Christian Bale's name seems to be attached to every single... Every single, single movie. movie that comes out. Right, we're doing this new movie. It's a revamp. Get Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's
0: no time for... If, if, all, if all the news we have is true, there's no way he's got... He's, he's working until 2050. Yeah, it's like, you know, he makes Guillermo del Toro look lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more, more news on uh, the Watchmen trial. <laughs> you might I mean for those of you who've been uh, sort of like listening to each podcast you kind of notice that there are a, we couple have a regular
1: watchman segment as well as a regular bat segment
0: yep uh, but the trial a trial date has been set for January 6 and uh, this is the, the, uh, the court case between um, Fox, Fox and, and uh, Warner Brothers, Brothers. Warner Brothers are uh, holding firm, and they're still insisting that they're going to release the film as planned on March six. And the judge doesn't seem to
1: be standing for any crap. He basically said, "Was it it's a due process? What is it? The initial stage of the trial? It's basically say just hurry the fuck up."
0: Yeah, it's like just you know, do it. Stop wasting everyone's time. Just get this movie out.
1: Yeah, but so uh, it, it, it's still no sign that the lodged that Fox has tried to lodge an injunction yet about stopping the move because again, if they win. They'll take the code of the prophets. Mm-hmm. so they're happy.
0: But um, it was a little sketchy as to why, you know, like Fox felt that they had a stake in it in the first place. You know, like uh, neither neither Fox or Warner Brothers was being particularly; um, uh, they weren't giving out too many details. But uh, it, it turns out that the reason why Fox feels that they have a right to this is because the, uh, apparently they retain the right; they retain the rights uh, since the producer uh, Larry Gordon his option to acquire um, Fox's remaining interest in Watchmen was never exercised. And so that leaves Fox with uh, its rights under a 1994 turnaround agreement. I just sounded so intelligent. It's the murky world of rights. I mean, there was this Fantastic Four movie that was
1: destroyed as soon as it was made, that um, some, was it Canon made, got Roger Corman to make, just so that they could say, if they didn't make a movie before this deadline, then the rights went back and all the money was It was was Roger Corman, wasn't it? Yeah, so they made Roger Corman, Fantastic Four, I've seen bits of it online, they destroyed the film once it was done because it was so bad. Ben it. Grimm looks good, but everyone else looks atrocious. They're actually wearing, like, you know, a lot of superhero movies, they try to make the suits look cool. Mm-hmm. This movie made no attempt to do that, so, like, they're it's Fantastic Four, they're wearing skin-type blue lycra with big numbers on them, like not like a little subtle logo like the actual Fantastic Four movie had. Mm-hmm. They've got these giant
0: numbers on them and they just look like, uh, like fitness instructors. Like, origi- like the original Jack Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> Only worse. <laughs> Well, that kind of shit was never going to translate well, oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's the date for the trial. Let's hope Fox gets their asses handed to them. <laughs> I don't care. I, just want to I don't give a shit. I just want to watch the movie. By the way, if you haven't seen the trailer, please download the trailer and watch the trailer. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of a regular Bat segment, Aaron
1: Eckhart was online during the week saying that Two-Face probably...
0: Whoa, hey, well, no, for people who haven't seen the movie, that's going to totally screw it up. <laughs> nah, <this> fucking everyone knows <laughs> <tells laughs> he's in the
1: fucking movie. But he says he's not going to be in the third one. It looks like he's not being asked. That doesn't spoil anything. Nah, no, well, I mean, like... It, it, yeah, the first line of the <laughs> book ruins everything, but he just said, any chance of coming back and Chris uh, Chris Nolan said, uh, no way, he's toast. Th- yeah. yeah, He's not in the third movie. <laughs> you just
0: fucked it up.
1: <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now and you're listening to this, there's something see. wrong yeah, with yeah. you. Yeah.
0: something wrong with you if you haven't seen it yet.
1: And you've stuck with us for five podcasts.
0: <laughs> um, also, like, uh, just coming back to uh, Mark Millar again, uh, he's, um, like... Uh, one of the original comic works that he did was uh, Wanted, which was turned into a film, and that uh, was just weird. It was yes, great, but weird. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really the comic. I mean, like, uh, it was very loosely based.
1: Yeah, it was still cool. Curving the bullet was awesome, but the Loom of Fate was retarded. <laughs> it was so stupid.
0: Well, this is something that I just uh, have to bring up because it's like, <laughs> you know, like this is an actual. It, it, it's just it's just so lazy on his part. But apparently, he's um, he's already given uh, the studio. Was it universal? That really? Bare bones, like sort of like a bare bones treatment of what Wanted Two can be, and apparently, like he, they're already talking about Wanted Three as well. No, well, he's already busy
1: talking to the guys about
0: Superman, so he's too busy to talking. Yeah, that. he's, and,
1: and he's got you know what's all the, of his comic book stuff. Although to be fair, he should be talking more about Wanted because that's one where he gets the big bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, but I think with the Superman, it's just more of a fanboy thing. Totally. But um, he's, this is what he's saying, like he's like saying like it, that he provided the the studio with a very small amount of stuff uh, for the Wanted Two story. And what he's basically done, uh, and, uh, and he says, he's very proud of himself saying this, is like, you know, I've basically taken elements uh, that weren't used in, in, the, in, first in, movie. in the first movie, uh, particularly from chapters three and four, and just put it in there. <laughs> so all of the stuff that they got left out of the, the first Wanted film from the comic, he's basically taken all that and worked it into a story, a treatment story for Wanted 2. Back of a fag packet. Pretty much. <laughs> there you go, guys. Our napkin. Right on a the napkin. There you go. So if you enjoyed uh, the, 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 want, the the wanted movie, and you're kind of curious of what part two may be about, and you haven't read the comic, go back and read the comic and read issues three and four, and <laughs> you've you got it. And you'll see a fair bit that's going to be in Wanted 2. However, he also said that um, I've just given them this, and you know, like uh, it's pr- it's it's completely workable. Um, it's uh, you, they can dismiss it if they want. So I'm like, so what's the point?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't. It's it, it, it basically a to them to say, give me the money, a scriptwriter, and I'll do it. Uh-huh. A Screenwriter, written for the screen, by Something like that, you know, saying they haven't done up, you know, he'll get the residuals, but he won't get any extra money unless he you know, gets them to employ him. Well,
0: as the what's the difference when, when like, in, in the credits it says, like, written by and written for the screen by? Oh, it's just to keep people happy. Huh? And I also see. let's
1: keep the, writer, the writer's guild happy because if someone writes it and they're not told about it, that's a fucking nightmare.
0: Right, I see. Well, back to um, uh, get, getting back to the Superman thing just for a little bit. This is uh, it's not really news. It doesn't affect casting in any way. But apparently there was an online poll, like all, all like Superman fans. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> who would they like you know, to play Superman? And uh, the guy who played uh, Superman the last time around, Brandon the Ralph, news. he scored a 28%. Uh, the winner at 47% it was, was an online poll, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Tom Welling. Tom Welling. He's pretty good, though. Have you ever watched I, Smallville? I have watched. I, I watched the first three seasons uh, of Smallville. I when it was good. I didn't mind it. Yeah, 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 it was pretty good. Great theme tune. Somebody
1: save me.
0: <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Wow. he's awesome. He's man. awesome. Yeah. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's right. Um... Kevin Eastman was uh, quoted. Actually, this is news that's become that was news and now it's been yes. debunked before we even got to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, there is other news to sort of replace it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Eastman, uh, the co-creator of uh, Ninja Turtles, him and uh, he created it with uh, Peter Laird. Uh, he was quoted as saying that uh, because of the success of the uh, animated feature, they're they're now thinking of doing a live action version. Exactly. And uh, he. Uh, apparently they even like had a, a, had a chat with the guy who directed the first live-action version. Steve Barron, who also Banner. directed Mike Bassett,
1: England Manager, and Coneheads. I
0: never knew he directed Coneheads. Coneheads is one of my favourite movies. I love Coneheads. And um, loads uh, of music videos, that's all he's directed. And Mike Bassett, England Manager wasn't too bad. Well. Funny, yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. It was kind of funny. I mean. It wasn't brilliant. <laughs> it was the guy from the Royal Family, wasn't yeah. it? I can't remember his Ricky, name. Ricky, he, Tomlinson. Ricky Tomlinson. Ricky Tomlinson, yeah. He's yeah. Tomlinson. He's very that's watchable, right. very watchable. Very funny guy. Uh, but, so yeah, he was saying that they were going to do a new live-action version. And uh, just a few days later, the uh, writer of uh, the Ninja Turtle, the first, the, the live-action Ninja Turtles movie, uh, Steve Murphy, said on his blog that this is complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, Kevin Eastman sold his um, stake in the sold his stake in the Ninja Turtles stuff years ago, and that uh, he's not really he sold involved. to Peter Laird. He sold to Laird, didn't he? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too sure okay. what the uh, what the details are. So. So, I don't know if it was a misquote or whether people were just uh, talking to keep the fans happy or whatever, but the bottom line is now it's official. There will be no new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live-action movie. There will, however, definitely be a sequel to the uh, animated um, Ninja Turtle movie, uh, although they're thinking that probably won't come out until, like, 2011. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, uh, Imagi Imagi Studio, uh, the uh, animation house that uh, did the the first one, one. Uh, they... um, their option to release a sequel expired um, on uh, April 30th. This so
1: it looks like this, the theme this of this week is rights.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's it's not confirmed whether or not for sure they're not going to be doing it. Uh, apparently, they have been shopping it around to other studios. But it's still a possibility because they're still negotiating with Imaji as well, so Imagi yeah. still may do it, which I hope they do because they did a bang up job on the first one. And in more Kevin Eastman and animated
1: movie news, uh, Eastman owns Heavy Metal. The uh, start off was a Metal Herlant was the original French magazine, kind mm-hmm. of sci-fi, cool looking art, lots of
0: it's the bare naked
1: ladies, it's the world's the premier
0: adult science fiction fantasy. It's, it's a magazine. lot of filth. It's 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 great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, they've been looking at it, they've been developing it at Paramount, and it's basically
1: that uh, David Fincher's been attached to kind of direct it and like to overlook it, it, or you know, oversee it, because we're going to get a lot of different directors on it. Mm -hmm. And um, he's made a movie recently with Brad Pitt and uh, Kate Blanchett.
0: Yeah, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
1: And it's about a guy, have you seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer. So it's about a guy who ages backwards, backwards. so he starts off really old, and then he gets really young Mm -hmm. and he meets, like, it's a love story, but he's getting younger the whole time. The trailer looks very poetic, Mm -hmm. looks really nice. But uh, he's arguing with Paramount over final uh, cut on the movie and like it's David Fincher you don't fuck with David Fincher he's made 7 he made Fight Club this is you know yeah. let him do what he's doing he,
0: he also made Panic Room and mm-hmm. Alien 3 but yeah. uh, Alien 3 wasn't his fault Alien 3 it wasn't his fault no it was So um Although, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't too crazy about Panic Room, to be honest with you. Although Zodiac was a masterpiece. I haven't seen all of that yet, either. Zodiac was brilliant. But basically, they've asked him to reduce
1: the running time on Benjamin Button, and the, the threat they've said is, you know, if you cut the running time, we'll give you heavy metal. Mm. And he basically said, fuck off. I'm going to set this shit up somewhere else. So he's gone to another studio and he's talking to somebody else about it. <laughs> he literally said, fuck you. Fuck you, I'm <laughs> going to set up somewhere else. So they jumped over to Sony and they're it up there. Um, all the news is that they're looking at getting a number of directors on board. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is involved. It was, mm-hmm. We'll get to him in a minute because he's got—he's just got work coming.
0: Zack Snyder's involved. Gore Verbinski. Uh, so, I, what are they talking?
1: About? I don't even know what they talking about. It animated or what they talking about I,
0: I'm I'm not too sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's an anthology movie, very much the same way uh, the last one was. I mean, I think the last heavy metal movie was 1980 19- something. I can't remember, but uh, I remember it was Kick Ass. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm not too sure if they're going animated this time around. It's a odd choice of directors. If it is. It? If it's live action, Gabriel Taranto can nail it because he can get all the wacky shit going
1: on, and mm-hmm. uh, that would make me think those directors they're going for live action. It must be, I mean, like, because those are guys who have a lot of experience with effects, especially in the last couple of years. Gore Verbinski with *The Pirates*, mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Taranto with Pan Lambert and Hellboy*, mm-hmm. and who the other one?
0: To me, with those directors, it just Zack Snyder. Just yeah. do everything yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder is like you know, King, <laughs> King of Green scheme. Location? Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, with those directors, I mean, it just doesn't make sense that they'd be going animated. Yeah. And I mean, is lined up to, these are semi-confirmed, most
1: of these. you doing The Hobbit, anyway, we talked about that last week a little bit. He's also signed up to do Druid, which is about, um, what's his name, Dick- Dickens. Mm-hmm. He wrote the, the book called, I can't remember what the story was about Drood, but he basically, the, 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 the way they're doing it is kind of semi-fictional, as in that he was successful at the last book, and he kind of just went into a downward, he got he hooked into everything, went in a downward spiral, and that's how he came up with the idea for the book. Oh. So that's in the one movie. Also, we're to be attached to so many literary adaptations. So there's The Hobbit, he's also attached to Mary Shelley's Sherry, Frankenstein, Robert Louis Stevens. And what
0: was wrong with what Brenner did? <laughs> De Niro.
1: And <laughs> uh, Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and he's going to kind of stick with the, can- the levels. He's also working on uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughter- Slaughterhouse-Five, which oh. is a weird book. Bu- Kurt Vonnegut's a great writer, but they're just weird books. That's the one of guys flipping through time, or he's flipping through time and and mm-hmm. uh, space. He's supposed to be like un- being involved with aliens, but also it could also be just his coping mechanism for dealing with the firebombing of Dresden.
0: But Kurt Vonnegut in general is just his books. I mean, like yeah, like you say, good books, but fucking hard movies to uh, fucking hard books to like film. You can't film them. Not that they 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 play to the strengths of
1: the literary medium. They can't actually be made into movies. Although I liked Mother Night. I haven't seen
0: that. Mother Night. That was a movie with uh, Nick Nolte. Did you see Breakfast? Breakfast of Champions. Uh,
1: no, Bruce, was Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and as well Harrison Oberon. First something like that. Something like that.
1: And, and a little pet product he has that he's been talking about. He's been talking about this for years actually at the Mountains of Madness yeah, 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 HP yeah. Lovecraft, the whole Cthulhu mythos. He's been talking about that forever. Yeah. And then the third Hellboy is depending on how the international growth of the second one do, because apparently the first it didn't the second one didn't so do so well in the US. But then again in the summer that we've just
0: had. The first one did I mean it did better in the US than the first one did. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's ma- it's doing really well overseas. Yeah. It's doing really well overseas. Because I
1: think I remember him saying he had less money for the second one,
0: but he made it look like way more. Yeah, no, I mean like he he, 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 Del, Del Toro really knows how to s- stretch a budget. Yeah. I mean, all of his movies look way more expensive than they, they actually are. They look Yeah. <laughs> Lavish. <laughs> Lavish. <laughs> but, uh, uh, g- uh, just talking about Hellboy for a second, it's, uh, they're saying now that. Because uh, for those of you who haven't seen the second one, the second one sets up a, a third act really, really well. Yeah. Um. Without that stupid cliffhanger, to be continued type of bullshit. No, it's, you know, it's, it's the it's, end of the story. It's but very they also much do a self-contained story, yeah. but it's a beautiful setup for a third film if they carry on the way they're going. Yeah. But uh, they're saying now that what they may want to do is that they may actually do uh, a TV series. Live action? Yeah. Because they've already done two uh, anime two, movies yeah. as well, which are very cool. Which are very cool. But they're saying that they may want to do like a TV series first to sort of like develop ca- characters more. Yeah. Before going on onto the, uh, the, third, the third film. Yeah, because it struck me in Hellboy too the way that there's a relationship between Liz and himself. But there's like, they never
1: really yeah. touch much. <laughs> Not really. She just sets shits on fire and he hits things. But <laughs> That's a recipe for a great relationship.
0: That's, uh, yeah, I think I've been in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, coming back to David Fincher again for a second, apparently he's also attached to direct uh, Torso, which is based on a graphic novel that was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who's a really, really good writer.
1: Well, he's quite good. He's done that weird, he did the weird totem thing with spider as well.
0: He, did, he, he, got, he
1: writes great crime, crime dramas. He has yeah. Powers, which is about... What if there's a cop a cop unit that has to take care of the mess of superheroes makeup? up? P- I think Powers is genius. It's fucking brilliant.
0: Powers is a brilliant comic. I mean, for those of you who don't who, who, who like comics but you haven't heard of Powers, go and go and get the trades. It's really, really cool. Also, Brian and Michael Bendis' run on Daredevil is it's it's one of the best Daredevil runs since Frank Miller. Yeah, and what they, I think there was some nuts in the movie, wasn't there? Was yeah, 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 B- yeah. Bendis, they're all my fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Miller, Bendis, yeah. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and even uh, at the, the boxing matches, like uh, uh, Matt, uh, like uh, Jack, Jack Murdock versus John Romita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, you know, for those of you who uh, don't know, like these are all comic book like artist people. Yeah, yeah. Because we're geeks. Yep. Also, blast from the past: Jean Claude Van Damme is making a comeback. Excellent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, know why I'm so excited about. Two, you know why you're excited about it? What? like Time Cop, and oh, what's the one with John Wu? What hard target? Hard target. You like that movie? That was fucking awesome. I hate hard target. <laughs> Why? It's great. I hate hard target. I like his really crap ones. I love Bloodsport. Oh yes. <laughs> I love Kickboxer. <laughs> uh, and uh, I love uh, Double Team, the one he did with Dennis Rodman. That was a. Tr- that was weird. That was it was just. So it was just. Up. It was so bad. But it was just. So bad. But, it's good. When else are you gonna see like Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, and Mickey Rourke yeah. in the same movie?
1: and Mickey, R- Mickey Rourke looks more normal in Sin City with all the prosthetics on than he does in
0: that movie his yeah. face is screwed up from all the plastic surgery there's like a, like a reviews have started to come in for Mickey Rourke's new film The Wrestler Yeah, and apparently it's excellent really? excellent so yeah. he's getting himself on a roll as well Yeah. well it's, he's, he's been on a roll for uh, a little while now yeah. like uh, starting with um, double team <laughs> that movie helped out somebody <laughs> but Van Damme's greatest film is the one he did just after Double Team Knock Off oh god <laughs> about about the exploding genes
1: <laughs> yeah I definitely have to say
0: that and one. I don't mean like genes like uh, like in like you know the human Genetic. gene not genetics I'm talking about actual denim <laughs> they explode yeah there's expl- exploding denim pants <laughs> I gotta get this thing. yeah it's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Paul Sorvino and Rob Schneider excellent yeah. How can you beat that? I'm sold. So he's coming back. It's a, he's coming back, and it's kind of like a reality thing. Kind yeah, of thing. it's uh, it's called uh, JCVD, which stands for jean Claude Van Damme, and um, it's been it played oh, it's, It could be JCHVD, jean Claude Hasman, uh, VD. Well, it could be. Uh, well, uh, I'm not too sure, but it's, it, it played at it played at Cannes and it played at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival and uh, killed at both festivals. As in, went well. Went well, yeah. And uh, the reviews have been really good. And the most uh, shocking thing about the reviews, because uh, in this movie, Van Damme plays himself, and uh, he's base. It's basically a movie that shows you how fucked up his life is now. It's basically extras. Yeah, it's extras. Yeah, the movie. It, like it's like has-beens. Yeah. the movie. <laughs> uh, but apparently, like it opens with him. Um, like, getting uh, fucked in court by, by, by his ex-wife, like, taking all of his money and shit. Oh, no, no way. Yeah, and uh, then he goes he goes back to, uh, to like, Bel- Belgium, to, to, to the bank to get some money, because he's got to pay his lawyer. And then need and, some waffles. Yeah, and then after that, uh, like, uh, these, uh, he, he. after that the bank gets robbed. Oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like this weird weird sort of reality, slash, like, you know, like, mockumentary, slash, drama, slash, comedy. But I've seen the trailer. And it actually looks really, really good. And his performance, even in the trailer, looks like it looks like a, like an actual performance. Like he's acting. It looks like an actual performance. He's learned how to act in the last couple of years, man. It seems. It seems so. He's not just doing the splits it, and yeah. And, shows and so it's often. got these like really funny bits in the trailer, like where you know he's like, uh, you know, he's like, you know, he's, he's, like, he's like, he's drunk and he's bitching. He's like, I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme. How can I have no money? <laughs> <laughs> how, how can I be broke? I'm I'm, Jean- I'm Van Damme. <laughs> you know. And uh, there's this other scene where. Um, He's, uh, he's, his agent is just like, here, 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 t- here, read this script, read this script, and he's like, no, this is shit, it's a shit, it, this script is shit, and he's like, just do it, you need the money. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it looks really good, and the reviews that I've read, the most shocking thing about the reviews that I've read for this, this movie is uh, the kind of praise that Jean-Claude Van Damme's acting is getting. Yeah. They're saying that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real performance. Yeah. And that it could Oscar-worthy. Well, they didn't say that, <laughs> <laughs> but not Razzie-worthy anyway. Not Razzie-worthy. Uh, but they're saying that this movie could very well just uh, bring him back. Cool. You know, and uh, and because it's because of the kind of movie that it is, because it's not a flat-out a normal martial arts movie. If it brings his career back, it could bring his career back, like as an actual actor. Yeah. Which will be really, really interesting to see you for Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hamlet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of trailers, a bit of sad news there. Last week, uh, Don LaFontaine, who, if you've been to the movies in the last 20 years, you'll have heard his voice on trailers. He's, I think he was on Nightmare on Elm oh, was it? The, the original? Friday the 13th? of that on one of the websites? Also,
0: uh, the Godfather trailer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've heard his voice. You've- and he, he does pitch it slightly differently, so you wouldn't think it's the same guy. But any, anytime you've heard the words, in a world, yeah.
1: it's him. In a world. <laughs> So, unfortunately, he was 68 last week when he died. Uh, compl- complications from pneumothorax. I presume this is pneumonia, pneumonia in your thorax. So apparently, he was kind of intact. So, it was supposed to be another normal pneumothorax. He always been tasteless. <laughs> For Don LaFontaine, it was something much more. So I mean, that's a real pity because he did. I mean, fair enough. There was it, he got to be a cliche. He did get to be like taken the when they take the piss out of voiceovers. He's the guy that takes the piss yeah, out. Yeah. But he does it do, He did a great, a lot of great work to get to that level. Mm.
0: Yeah, got to be good. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of movie trailers. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, but it's, yeah, it's sad day. Sad day. Sad day. Mm-hmm. Trailers will not be the same. And in completely
1: unrelated news, the Pussycat Dolls are thinking about making a movie.
0: The Pussycat Dolls are thinking about making a and movie? And
1: it, it looks like it's going the route of those kind of, uh, what's like your name? Maria book. Carey kind of things where it's semi-autobiographical, but, you know, some girls from the street can make it big. Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah, I know, it's a slow news week. <laughs> the Pussycat Dolls. What is wrong with America? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, like, um, uh, the movie industry has uh, lost uh, another great talent, although uh, this is to retirement. Uh, The great uh, movie poster artist Drew Struzan is uh, retiring because he wants to spend more time with his family and work on his own art. Mm. Uh, But uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the guy responsible for, um, you know, he did the poster for The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, um, he did the poster for uh, Big Trouble in Little China, um, all of the Indiana Jones posters. Like, oh, he did those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are yeah. classics. Yeah, I mean, so like, so, you know, like uh, Back to the Future, the, oh. like uh, some, you know, like Blade Runner. Oh, he, yeah, he, yeah he, he did Blade the, Runner yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So I mean, like. Uh, so he's on the DVD. He's one of the guys talking
1: about. I've seen the extras on the DVD where this, they have two guys talking about the posters they did. He's the painter guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's done like. All of the classics, all the great, great posters that aren't Photoshop posters, they're, yeah. they're actual art. And it's a
1: dying art. It's a total dying art. Yeah, was, like, uh, Photoshop is, I think there was some movie, it wasn't made of honor, but it was, like it was Colin Firth and there was like uh, Colin Firth and uh, Uma Thurman I think were in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And when you see the poster yeah. for that. They look like they've been badly. It doesn't look even look like Photoshop. It looks like someone took three bad photos and like cut them out and stuck them together. Mm-hmm. And that kind of art is getting more and more, or just weird. Ne- I think there's a website called BadPhotoshop.com, mm-hmm. and it just has all this stuff and like people's fingers missing. I think they have it on. They've accidentally done it on the cover for uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Uh-huh, um, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? <coughs> Bill Murray only has three fingers on one hand. <laughs> so it's just it, it's <coughs> sad to see that kind of art go go out like the way the dinosaurs because it, it it does. You know, people buy movie posters. Cool movie posters, you'll buy, but yeah. no one buys this Photoshop rubbish.
0: Yeah, that's very true. But so, yep, yeah, he's retiring, and uh, you know, like another great uh, movie movie poster guy was uh, John Alvin, and he's not around anymore. So, yeah, it looks, doesn't look like we're gonna be seeing too many of those kinds of posters anymore, which is a shame because I, I love those types of posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really awesome. Cool. Uh, but uh, you're just like a little bit of trivia, like Drew Struzan was the inspiration for the character that uh, Thomas Jane plays in The Mist. Which will fuck you in the head. <laughs> Go see it; it's that, great. That that is awesome. If you get your hands on the uh, double disc special edition, there. Watch it in black and watch white. Watch it in black and white. There's an there's an option to watch it in black and white. And I haven't seen the color version. The black and white one blew my mind. It was really really cool. But the character that Thomas Jane plays, like at the beginning, like he's a, he's a movie poster artist. His and car- the, In the background is the thing poster. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Big All Trouble in China wasn't there, was They had the Dark Tower as well. They had the Dark Tower one, yeah. But uh, that that was a uh, that character. He's basically inspired by uh, Drew. Drew Sturzen. And also, in the Double Disc Special Edition, there is a, a feature on Drew. Oh, okay. yeah. Speaking of The Dark Tower, for those of you who don't know, it's Stephen King's
1: non-horror book. It's a kind of post-apocalyptic gunslinger. It's basically a fantasy story with a gunslinger. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it. They, they made it into a comic book, comic book recently, and it's like it's like the legend of the gunslinger kind of thing. they got to get to The Dark Tower to sort some shit out, and weird crap happens. And that's looking like that's going to go for a movie as well. Uh, Damon Lindhoff, who's the executive producer on Lost, has picked that up, so... There, he's talking about, he's gonna to have to wait until after Lost is done. He hasn't got time to do it at the moment. But it, I mean, if you've I've seen, I got more into it when I saw the comics thing, I just saw the posters and stuff. And it looks cool, like it's like I mean, one of them called To the Gunslinger Born is one of the books. Is it's Christian just, Bale attached? Uh, probably, <laughs> but it looks kind of cool. It's like imagine a swords and sandals fantasy epic, but cowboys instead. Cool, I'm down. Yeah, and if anyone can correct me on that, email us in the podcast at <laughs> MacCabinFries.com.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, email us, pussies. <laughs> 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 insulting
1: your audience is the best way to get emails.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, one of my favorite directors, Russell Mulcahy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We talked about him a few weeks back. What was the movie he was going to? He was attached to do. Uh,
1: he's going to. Oh no, he did the, uh, the Scorpion King Two with Randy Couture.
0: Oh. You know, like R- Russell Mulcahy. He Mulca- did Highlander. For God's sake, Russell Mulcahy, because of Highlander. Uh, I'll always be a fan of his but in truth everything he's done since has been shit <laughs> aside from Highlander ah uh, what else have you done that I meant that, that's good oh I did a couple of Duran Duran videos yeah. there, <laughs> that, you, that you might have liked you know uh, but he's uh, signed on speaking of Thomas Jane he's signed on to direct Thomas Jane and Ving Rhames in Give Him Hell Malone <laughs> really? what the hell is that? tell me more it's, the sto- it, it's, uh, it's about this private investigator uh, called Malone played by uh, Thomas Jane who gives him hell yeah, who, who uh, he's like, he's got, he he squares off with these gangsters and all the gangsters' men to protect a valuable secret. Mm. It's like all the, like uh, this information and in Gangster's gay. Ving Rhames, I guess, <laughs> is the gangster. Yeah, you know, and you know, and uh, for those of you who've seen Pulp Fiction, you know that he likes taking it up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little cherry in his mouth. Oh man! <laughs> mm-hmm. Bring out the gimp! Oh Christ! <laughs>
1: Zed. Speaking of Russells and completely unfounded news, um, just Russell. What was it? Russell one. Russell. What's his second name? Australian guy. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Sorry. Yeah, I read during the week that Russell Crowe. He's Kiwi. Kiwi. Sorry, sorry. We had this conversation an hour ago. Right. Um, Russell Crowe is supposedly the attached to um, the Sherlock Holmes that Guy Ritchie 's making. The quote I saw was Russell wants the park, guy wants Russell. All you have to do is dot the i's and cross the t's. However, this was due to an insider at The Sun. Newspaper in the England. For any of you who don't know, it's a rag tabloid. Yes, it's the only tabloid. things they ever get right are like set shots from Doctor Who because it's a photo you can't really alter much. Like. But the rest of it's rubbish. Pretty much.
0: But uh, yeah, that turned out to be bullshit. Guy Ritchie went on record in saying that that is absolutely not true. Yeah. Aside from Robert Downey Jr., who's playing Sherlock Holmes, the only other actor that's been cast is uh, Mark Strong, who is uh, who you can see in Guy Ritchie's uh, latest uh, r- uh, Rock and Roller. All right. Another news that's not news is more who gives a shit news. There's a director's cut of Waterworld coming out with an extra forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jesus. I'm not excited. Oh god.
1: Because <laughs> apparently it was Kevin Costner coat the last one, the one that came out. But I mean, I don't so, see uh, how they could so save it.
0: <laughs> this is what Kevin Reynolds cut. Yeah, Kevin Reynolds. I swear, it's better than Rapa Nui. <laughs> <laughs> what's Rapa Nui? Rapa Nui was the movie that he did uh, before Waterworld. Oh. Yeah, with Jason Scott Lee and um, Ese Morales. <laughs> hey, what's up, Oh, uh, Talk about being fucked from birth, you know, with a name like that. You're Mexican yeah. and your name is Ese. <laughs>
1: you haven't seen the South Park where the, the kids ask these Mexicans, you can get Mexicans to work for them as the holiday, hey, 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 and they go like, you know... Um, I need you to write an essay for us. Read this book and write an essay. And they come back to the kids. After, they come back after the weekend.
0: this says, I wrote my essay in Mexico. He wrote me back <laughs> a really nice letter. Did you hear about the two Mexican firemen? No. Jose and B. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> News. News, yeah, that's right. Um, Oh, so
1: yeah, uh... Trailers i uh, got something else to finish off with. Uh, Steven Summers, who been doing, was doing The Mummy 1 and 2, and is supposed to be attached to do a Tarzan movie. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy that's currently directing uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah. And I think I think actually one of the things I saw was like, who'd believe Steven Summers would be named Tarzan, but then again I said, hang on, who'd believe Steven Summers would be named D- G.I. Joe? Yeah.
0: But Steven Summers, I mean, like, what the hell, man? There was, there was already a Tarzan movie that was made a few years ago with Casper Van Dien and Jane March. Oh, yeah, that bombed. And that sucked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Steven Summers, he's already kind of done his own Tarzan movie. He did yeah. uh, The Jungle Book. Yeah, yeah. You know, which
1: was shit. Well, that was all right. Was yeah. all right. Cariel was in it as being, you know, Cariel, you know, being a bit of a, a bastard.
0: Yes. I'm English, therefore I must play a cant. Yes.
1: <laughs> Before we move on to the trailer news,
0: we've also got, there was a lot of Green Lantern concept art online. Yeah, on yeah. Uh, comicstofilm.com, they, re- they released the... Uh, the conceptual art for the new Green Lantern movie. So I'm saying that the illustration is dead. Obviously, it's not. We're
1: obviously revoking that already. Brian Murray was the oh no, Brian Murray the screenwriter and possible director. Well, created by Brian Murray for Greg Berlanti, who was involved with Dawson's Creek. Uh, he also, I think, he's also involved with Eli Stone, which is quite weird. Have you
0: seen Eli Stone? Eli Stone, that's the one with Johnny Lee Miller, right? Yeah, and I've watched the whole uh, series, and it's very good. It, 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 is George Michael in every in every episode?
1: No, he's in the first, third, and fifth. But it treads that fine line between cutesy and sickening. But mm-hmm. it's really well. Like it, it, it's, it, he's having a midlife crisis kind of thing or a brain tumor or he might be a prophet. He's not 100% sure and he's a badass liar. But it's, I really enjoyed it. So, it, and that, they, that to me shows he understands tone. Mm. So if you can get the tone of the Green Lantern, because the Green Lantern and he's basically a space cop. He's yep. a DC hero. He's got a magic ring. He flies around and can do stuff. Yeah. Um, but he,
0: he he can't he can't he can't fight Yellow. He can't fight Yellow. So all of the Chinese people need to get together <laughs> and, they can kick his ass. <laughs> and kick his ass. <laughs> Gavin's Chinese, by the way. You yes. Know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're not racist. I'm Chinese. Yeah, I'm not racist. Okay. I'm oh, not racist. God. Yeah, I'm not racist. My dude. These Indians are-
1: <laughs> but it looks good. They're sticking with Hal Jordan as well, I think. But I mean I didn't hear anything about this movie before these acts came out, so I don't know whether it's screen-lighted or whether it's kind of not. Because they were looking at a comedy version years ago, Jack Black, which would have just been, you know, Jack Black. Jack Black in a tie like suit trying to save the world. Because the thing is with this ring, it basically manifests his will. And um, mm-hmm. Hal Jordan uses it for hitting things mostly, but yeah. just blast. But what was the guy? Carl Rayner if you read any of the comic books and you see Carl Rayner ones he's a graphic artist so he uses imagination like San Francisco gets flooded and the shark's everywhere so he m- makes a giant green head with a straw that sucks up the sharks and then he drops them back in the ocean so he's kind of like you know he, it would, very visually it could be very very cool but Hal Jordan's not that kind of guy
0: well thank God for that I <laughs> think it's cool it would look awesome a big head with a straw but you know what it's the kind of thing that he does he thinks outside the box yeah yeah no shit <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's all for our news this week. Looking yeah, on, so, trailer, on to trailers. Um, the best trailer that I saw this week was the Red Band trailer for uh, Kevin Smith's new movie, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Which looks great. It looks so fucking funny. <laughs> so it's basically Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, yeah. Uh, Jeff Anderson, who played Randall in the Clerks movies. He's Which, in it. That's one thing that's weird, because if you look
1: at the extras on Clerks, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do acting. Yeah. He says, like, when Kevin Smith came to me and asked me to do Clerks 2, I was like, oh man, don't. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now the fact that he's gone into another movie, see, I think from the extras on Clerks you get the idea. He really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, because you know he didn't really have a good time on the first one, though, no. because like it was he- made over the course of a year well not just that but also he uh, didn't really get the chance to enjoy the success of it the way kevin smith and um scott Mosier did yeah uh because you know they all went to khan and you know they went to all they went they traveled all over the world like all these festivals and the cast didn't have any, anything to do with that yeah and even though the mo- the first movie made shitloads of money the cast didn't really see any of that yeah so you know he, it was a bitter experience for him and with, with the success of Cler- clerks 2 i mean the cast went on the festival circuit, and yep, it wasn't totally. So I would imagine if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, I can get used to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, you're making another I'm not going back to New Jersey? For <laughs> you
0: know, what? Go back to washing cars? <laughs> you make another movie, Kev?
1: <laughs> but uh, basically, the two of them are friends, but who've never had a relationship, yeah. like a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship. So they run out of money, and everything's getting shut off. So they decide the only way they can make money, the only way they can make money, never mind you know getting a better job out of that. Yeah. They, they just, just decide they'll uh, make a, make a porno. <laughs> and it's going to be I'm interested to see what Muse is like because Jason yeah. is, uh, he plays Jay in all the, uh, the Kevin Smith movies and he's apparently that's him mm-hmm. that's what he's like and for years he's. I think it was I listened to the podcast recently of Kevin Smith and apparently he's been five years clean Yeah. and he basically was that stoner dude standing outside the shop and he was like he hit, he hit the depths he was on heroin
0: yeah. apparently Clerks 2 was the first movie that he ever did sober yeah and um, I was listening to the podcast as well when
1: they were shooting the movie they were talking a little bit about it and Muse his teeth rotted. It wasn't related to the drugs, apparently. It was just an infection. So he he already has, like, a load of fake teeth. Mm-hmm, yeah. Of veneers. Yeah, yeah, And a lot of them rot away. So he had a lisp. So for Lister, the character who plays it, he has a little bit of a lisp. But it's just great to see him in the trailer when they're thinking of titles for their movie and they go... He just cuts to him and he goes, Star
0: Wars, <laughs> And then Seth Rogen goes, Fuck Back Mountain. <laughs> and then he goes, after that, Too Soon? Yeah. Because of, you know, Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah. But uh, my, my favorite bit in the trailer is where... You know, like, they're saying, like, you know, who who wants to see, who wants to see people, you know, do people fuck? And it's like, everybody wants to yeah, see. Seth right really? this. Yeah, Seth Rosen is Yeah, Seth is, like, saying, "It's like, I hate Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. But if you told me that you had a video of Rosie O'Donnell getting rammed up the ass, I'd be like, why the fuck aren't we watching that fucking <laughs> shit right fucking now? <laughs> uh, another cool trailer that I saw um, is uh, The Haunting of Molly Hartley. What was the last? Was There was The Haunting of Somebody Else, wasn't there, really? Uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, I was it. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, like, I don't know how the actual movie is gonna be, but the trailer makes it look pretty damn good. I mean, it, there's it's about this uh, it's about this girl who apparently, when she turns 18, uh, her soul belongs to the devil. It's like some something to do with like her past. I, I don't know whether it's a deal her parents made or whatever. The Reaper, the TV show. Something like that. But like, she's she's t- she's turning 18, and all of a sudden she sees all this weird shit happening. Like the the first thing in the trailer, she's talking to her mom, um, and then the mom's like, um, you know, I can like. You know, like close your eyes, I can save you, and then she opens her eyes, and then the mom's trying to stab her. <laughs> so it's pretty freaky. I mean, there's some imagery in there that's that's kind that's kind of fucked up. And I I mean I'm, I I love horror movies. I love bad horror movies. I love good horror movies. But um, I just love the genre. But this one actually looks like it might be might be pretty good. Might be worth seeing. Uh huh. Uh, also, saw the trailer from Milk, uh, the, the movie that's based on uh, Harvey Milk, the, the, the guy who, uh, the crusader for gay rights mm-hmm. in San Francisco in the, I think it was the 70s. Okay. I think so. Um, and, but it's got a great cast. Uh, Sean Penn is playing Milk. Mm. Um, Emile Hirsch is in it. Josh Brolin's in it. Um, James Franco's in it. And uh, Diego Luna is it. I didn't it. know that uh, Josh Brolin was in Hallman. Man. Yeah, yeah. The other day. I was like, ooh. Yeah, and Mimic.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, um, what was it? Yeah. Uh, and apparently, and the funny thing is you watch the trailer, Josh Brolin looks like he just walked off the set of W. Really? Because he's playing like a sort of like a seventies politician type of character oh, right, as well. Right, right. And um it, it looks it looks really really interesting, and Gus Van Sant directed it. Okay, so that should be pretty good. Not in really related, not really trailer news, but there's a lot of. I think it's Walmart.com.
1: They're going to do weekly updates on just bits and pieces from Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, up there already, they've got footage from the first day of shooting mm-hmm. with Michael Bay. Welcome everyone back, and everyone screaming at the camera, going, first day, man! First
0: day, dude! Yeah, it's Michael." It's Bay... Is it,
1: is it, it's it Bayhem. It's Bayhem. It's Bayhem. It's also Bayos. Total Bayos <laughs> on the set. Um, was Is it Josh Duhamel? Is that the guy from Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Tyrese, the, the, what they've shown so far is them and camos shooting at air, so I presume they're going to be chasing down some Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some nice footage of three bikes with girls on them, which, from what I'm hearing, the three bikes might be RC. The three come together, which I think is... It's, uh, Transformers are one piece. Don't break them up. They look weird.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, and I heard that uh, they may introduce Wheelie as well oh god uh, I hope they don't because really annoyed the fuck out of me and We one in the movie they're really noisy yeah though. yeah that's yeah nom, 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 nom. Mm.
1: fuck you but I mean again it looks like Transformers The, the sec- unfortunately the second uh, segment that's up there is basically just animatics from the first one with some really crap music on it that's kind of I don't know whether it's looking for comedy or something but it's terrible so hopefully in the next few weeks that'll get put good. So that's on walmart.com I think and if you need to get in there basically I think what's happening is Walmart is selling special packages of the first movie mm-hmm. and you get a code with it. So the code is allspark26209. Right. So you go to the walmart.com site you put that in you can watch the trailers for free.
0: Oh, awesome. Cool. Uh, another trailer that I saw uh, Madagascar 2 which uh I hated the first one, so uh, the, the. You don't like to move it, move it. No, I fucking hate that. <laughs> there was just one bit in, in the trailer that, that kind of cracked me up. It's like they're in this plane, and the plane's crashing. And the penguins are flying. And the penguins are uh, flying the plane, I mean. Yeah. Uh, the penguins are flying the plane, and um, the giraffe with David Schwimmer's character, like, sort of like screams out to uh, the hippo, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, it's like, oh, I love you, I always have! Because they're crashing. Yeah, because they're crashing. And she's fast asleep. She's fast asleep, and then it cuts to uh, the, the the lion and uh, what's the other one? I can't remember. But Zebra. Zebra. Chris and, Rock. But they're just sort of like looking over their seats at him, and just that shot. it yeah. was priceless. Oh, I I thought that was pretty funny, but I aside thought, from
1: that, it looks shit. I thought the first one was alright. I have heard. I think I saw a review online that said it's very much like a Disney churning out, because it's DreamWorks, isn't it? Is it yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Dreamworks, DreamWorks, so it's more like a churning out movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I thought the first one was. I mean, it was dumb, but it was. I thought it was funny in places.
0: Well, it was a huge hit. I thought the penguins were
1: great. The, the like SWAT yeah, team yeah, penguins yeah yeah yeah
0: I like I like the penguins yeah. I, I don't know I mean they deserve like their own
1: movie forget forget about the rest of them yeah don't bother them
0: painful otherwise painful experience saw the uh, trailer for Bolt uh, the another animated movie with uh, John Travolta as the voice of this um, is that trailer two is that a new trailer it's a new trailer okay
1: because yeah. I saw the previous one so he's a dog who is basically a glassy
0: yeah basically I mean he's he's basically like a, he's like a star yeah you know like he but he doesn't realize that the shit he does each week for the TV show isn't, isn't real isn't real yeah. So like he, <laughs> you know, like goes out into the goes out into the real world, and he actually thinks that you know he can leap buildings and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. So I mean, in and that he, for some reason, oh wait, he gets up with a cat who
1: hates him. Yeah, is, you know, is it a goldfish or is a no? It's not a goldfish. A it's hedgehog not,
0: or something? Yeah. It's not, it's not a hedgehog. I don't know what. the, It's like a hamster or some, oh, some okay. shit like that. Uh, I mean, that it looks very cute. It looks like the kind of thing that uh, kids will probably get a kick out of. Uh, but it's just a little too, I don't know, a little too sanitized Disney for my taste. Because mm, there was early footage, which had a very very different look. Um, and looked a bit
1: more, like it had a bit more character to it and would be good to see that came out a while ago but I don't know whether they changed directors or the artist was changed or the, I think it was the director something this will happen on Ratatouille, I think on Ratatouille they changed director because he wasn't moving it too mm-hmm. well but um, the original footage looked cool and it also had an edge yeah. you know, which was interesting to see but this, if you look at the character designs between the old one and this one the yeah, characters yeah. are very much sanitized
0: Yeah this looks very sort of like, you know, very sort of standard Disney you know, not, not, not pushing the boundaries too much yeah. t- type of look um, another trailer that I saw is the, is the second trailer for uh, the Max Payne movie, mm-hmm. which... Uh, and he still any idea about the Angels? What the fuck's going on? There? I have no idea what the hell that's all about, you know? I mean, it looks... it's really difficult to tell. I watched this trailer and it really looks like it, it could go either way. Yeah. You know, it looks like it might be pretty damn fun, but it also looks like it could be like the big hit part two, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sorry, like Mark Wahlberg to me, just doing the whole John Woo thing doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> The one reason I do want to see this movie is because apparently, I mean, is because apparently Chris O'Donnell plays one of the henchmen. Oh yeah. And uh, I think I saw him in the trailer. And if that's him, he looks fucking different. Really? He's all bald and cut. <laughs> he's got this like parang and everything. Because he hasn't done that for a while, has he? He's been he's, he's he's been around for quite a while. I mean, he's. Oh, he's been around, but I haven't
1: seen anything worth seeing in quite
0: some time. Uh, because I mean, after Batman and Robin, he's basically become a character actor. Yeah. You know, he was in he's he, in he was in Kin- he was in Kinsey. Um, he was in um, Kitty Aldridge, uh, All American Girl, uh, and he was uh, he had like an arc on Grey's Anatomy for a while. Oh, yeah. So he was doing. Was he in Scrubs as well? Uh I think he might have been in Scrubs for I, one episode. Maybe. Might have been. I'm, I'm not too sh- I'm not too sure. Oh, was that Rick Schroeder? I can't Ricky Rick. Schroeder was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely he was. Don't call me Ricky. <laughs> don't call Rick. Don't call me Ricky. Was I was he? never in Silver Spoon Schroeder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but yeah so like that, that's the only reason that I'm interested to see Max Payne is I, I want to see Chris O'Donnell reinvent himself yeah you know like so we can, I can finally erase the uh, memory of the rubber nipples
1: so he can become the new uh, the Mickey Rourke. <laughs> the new Mickey
0: I wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> this is he's queued up behind <laughs> Mickey and Jean-Claude Van Damme with the please gives a job queue but I read this uh, article where, because um, he's playing like, uh, the bo- Chris O'Donnell's playing like bodyguard to one of the female characters, and, and they were interview- interviewing her, I think it was this, this was on Total Film, mm-hmm. and she was saying that um, that the- there's a fight scene between Mark Wahlberg and Chris O'Donnell that she swears is going to go down in history as one of the all-time great like, punch-ups. Really? Yeah. Cool. So I'm like, I'm interested to see that, because yeah. you know, like, Chris O'Donnell, you yeah. know, <laughs> circle of friends. <laughs> Holy roasted that metal that <laughs>
1: So now we're going to get down to the real meat this week. No more trailers. That's it, really, isn't it? That's it. What was it? Well, there's Nick and Nora's Infinite there's, Playlist. What the fuck is that about? Nick it's and in Nora's trailer.
0: Infinite Playlist. It's uh, the new movie with um, Michael Sarah. Is it Michael Cara? Cera? Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael yeah. Sarah. he's from uh, Arrested uh, Development. Arrested Development. Super bad um, Juno. Yeah. And uh, this other. Pretty chick. good actor. He's. I like him. I like yeah. him. He's the lead in Edgar Wright's new movie as well. Oh really? Yeah. Because he manages Ant-Man. No, not Ant-Man. Oh.
1: Something else that he's doing. I can't remember. Yeah, the, he nails yeah. that kind of nerdy teenage thing. Although, what age is he now? I don't know. He's in his twenties, isn't he? I don't know. I mean, because he he just in, his, especially in Superbad. His he's the,
0: the identifiable character. He's the kind of he nails the kind of he, awkward. He scene he thing. plays awkward Brilliant. brilliantly. I mean, it's amazing how well he plays. What was his character's name? George Michael. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. George Michael was his name. <laughs> uh, but uh, so much crap to
1: deal with. And he was, he went to the Christian groups at some point as well, wasn't he Because his girlfriend. It was just Yeah, yeah. Mysterious. Oh God,
0: God. <laughs> Arrested
1: Development. Highly recommended. Watch it if you can. The underrated TV show in the US.
0: Yeah, he's in this movie with Kat Dennings, Nick and Norris, Infinite Playlist. And it looks like, I mean, I have no idea what this movie's about. Really? Watching the trailer, it's like, you get the impression that, that uh, okay, like, he's, he's, he's a musician yeah. who just can't cut a break with girls, and she's this girl who, like, is always very straight-laced, but on this one night, she's like, I don't know, she like, uh, to, to, to save face, she t- she tells everyone that um, I'm here with him. Yeah. And they end up like sort of having like this this evening together and it's all like things get fucked up and everything. But the trailer doesn't do a good job at all of telling you. Yeah, yeah. It or looks it looks very movie. muddled. You know, yeah. it's like certain parts of it look funny, other parts of it look like, like it might be serious and mm-hmm. and it looks like it might be an interesting film. It's just that the trailer does not know how to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check it out. You may like it. That's the end of trailer news. And for those of you still
1: listening, we're going to run long this week. I think fuck it, we just do it. It's a summer movie review. We're going to run long. Yeah, it's it's the summer. So settle down. Get yourself a nice cup of tea or a beer. Yeah. Smoke if you got them. Yeah. Because we're going to get started, We're going to. We're going to. This is going to take a while. Yep. So we're going to do the summer movies retrospective of summer two thousand and eight. Good summer. Good summer for movies. It was a great summer for me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which is just so weird, you know, the summertime should be outside in the sun, you spend all your time in a darkened room watching movies.
0: No, but I think especially over the last few years you've just gotten so used to Muck. <laughs> huh? Muck. Yeah, so used to shit summer movies. Yeah,
1: because they built up to the blockbuster to be loads of explosion. Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in the States when Armageddon came out, and that was like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing something related to it. Uh-huh. It was on bus shelters, the food you ate everywhere, and then you went to see the movie, it was all right.
0: I may be in the minority, but I think Armageddon's a kick-ass movie.
1: <laughs> it was more just the fact that that was held up that all a super uh, summer movie could be. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man to a lesser extent, I don't think it was. Really, I don't know, I've got the feeling it was a summer no, movie. No,
0: I mean, every once in a while, obviously... I think every summer there's been at least one film that surprises you. Yeah. But what was nice about this summer is that we had a whole bunch of movies.
1: Yeah, and it was high quality. The bear was well and truly raised. Mm-hmm. So the summer season started off, was that May, was it?
0: Yeah, it started off in May. The first one out the gate was uh, Iron Man. Yes. Which was...
1: Uh, we love Iron Man. I love Iron Man. It's my memory. I need to watch it again now because I've seen it Dark night. It kind of, it shouldered Iron Man out of my affection slightly just because I forgot. You know, it was just like, it just took up that space. Uh-huh. Whereas I need to just get the two of them in there You know, there well, well, that together. just
0: says so much about you as a person. Yeah, I'm you know i know. I'm a horrible like, person. Yeah. yeah, I don't give Robert It's, it's any like you're, you're, you're you. a flavor of the week type of person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I liked you last week, but...
1: Uh, I've forgotten about you already. What's yeah. your name, Robert? What? <laughs> but Iron Man was great, and it nailed... The tone. The tone. The tone was perfect. And this is what the guys are doing The Dark Knight, the, the follow-up to The Dark Knight, need to re- realize it. it doesn't... Or the guys are doing Superman need to realize it. Yeah. it doesn't have to be dark. It just has to be true, and I think one of the best things that Iron Man said they did afterwards, the producer, uh, John Favreau and all those said, is mm-hmm. they got the guys who write Iron Man in and talked to them about it, and mm-hmm. what do you think Iron Man is, and what should be the main points, and all that kind of stuff, and they, they took that on board, and I think it did great as an origin story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're quite. I was quite happy just watching him tooling around in his fucking shed Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one of the things that, that uh, especially after Batman Begins, uh, that started to happen with comic book properties, is that... It started getting a much more serious treatment, yeah. And they finally clued into the fact that it's not the superhero that's 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 the, that should be the main star. It should be his alter ego. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like uh, the, the, the what made such a difference with Batman Begins was that Bruce Wayne was the was the star. He's a character. He's not an actual. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a superhero. I'm yeah. Air quotes. You know, so it's like when he does finally put on the the bat suit you give a shit about the guy wearing the bat suit? exactly it's the same with like horror movies horror movies are rubbish if you don't actually care about the characters yeah. so it's the same thing with, uh, with Iron Man is that I was not in any hurry to have him put the suit on yeah because you know Robert Downey because he was just kick ass no, just, gang <laughs> no gang signs <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was just so perfectly cast I and mean, that yeah. was another thing that, that started with Batman Begins is they started getting these these amazing actors not, yeah. not stars yeah you know amazing actors to play all these roles and, and it was a
1: ballsy choice because I mean he has been on the he has been back on the he has been on the he has been back on the, the comeback wagon recently but yeah. still, like you know to get a major studio to sign off on a god knows how much million-dollar movie yeah. and get a guy who's been in rehab in the last pretty recently it's like you know uh-huh. it's touch and go but they got him in there and he just owned the role yeah I the list that was it was I never I kind of expected it to be good but I didn't expect it to be so funny
0: yeah uh, but it was it was great because uh, it just you know none of the dialogue felt written no you know everything felt very natural and it was a top-notch cast all around Terrence yeah. howard was uh, was great as a bit, under, bit underused though bit underused yeah i mean hopefully they'll i mean we you know the, you, you got, got the you, great nod he looks at the middle he looks yeah, the yeah, soon, like, he goes next time next baby. time baby next time baby and you know and er, the, the audience that i saw it with were obviously comic book geeks yeah and they were just like yeah, yeah <laughs> And of course that was another
1: thing, all the nods they got to continuity and there. Yeah. There's loads of stuff. The guy from SHIELD. I thought that was very funny. They had him constantly come in and explain he was from the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
0: only at the end that they said, why don't you call it Shield? It's a bit more snappy. Uh was it some, uh, no, something no, not a no. it of sort of sort of like He sort of sort he says it sort of 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 and of sort of the, card and shows the, card and the, the shield. S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. And I was like, yeah, that is yeah cool. and you can also see like they're, like you know like, like you say there's tons of if you're a comic book fan if you're a fan of uh, not background
1: just the, details that don't get in the way it's yeah. like things that if you know nothing about this and you just want to go see a movie
0: yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all it doesn't matter but at all, if but you're us yeah
1: we're jumping up and down yeah, and yeah, in the yeah. backseat so going these, yeah
0: baby all these little things it's like oh shit Cap- is that Captain America's shield yeah
1: <laughs> that, 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 that thing in the background they call it the ten rings ten rings ten fingers it's the
0: battery man! <laughs> <laughs> and then that, that that scene at the end of the credits with Nick Fury was just like, yeah! Yeah, and I mentioned The
1: Ultimates earlier on with Mark Miller. That's what I'm
0: fucking talking about! The Ultimates
1: in the comic book and The Ultimates, the character Nick Fury is basically, they draw him as Simon as L. Jackson. So to Jackson. have him in the movie at the end of it was just awesome. And he's in The Hulk as well. Or, yeah. No, he's not in The Hulk.
0: Yeah, no, they, no, have, they, have, no, they, they have, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and, th- and that was uh, something that, as a comic book fan, that you've been waiting for so long, not, not just to have an Iron Man movie done well, or to have any Marvel movie done well, but to actually see them taking in necessary world. steps to come
1: to, f- to do a team movie. Yeah, because, I mean, if you uh, looking at Spider-Man all those things of the year, Spider-Man lives in New York. He can run into the Fantastic Four at yeah. any time because yeah. they live around the corner. Yeah. But, you know, they can't do that, again, back to the murky world of rights. The rights yeah. go, you know, Marvel and DC, well, Marvel somewhat more so, sold off the rights to the movies to the numerous different people who might make shit movies and that they didn't have much creative control. didn't have any say. And it's like, the it's rights of different people,
0: you can't have... It's like Fantastic like Four and Daredevil uh, and Silver Surfer. That's all Fox. Yeah. And um, X Men is Fox. So uh, if you want to get Spider Man
1: is Columbia TriStar. If you want to get these people to talk together, you have to get the armies of legal people to sort out who gets
0: what cut of the toys. Yeah. Sony, so, sorry, Spider Man is Sony. Sony yeah. yeah. So
1: now Iron Man and the Hulk—that's Marvel Studios—they're keeping in house, they're keeping, it in-house. They're keeping it under control, and they mm. made enough the money off Iron Man now to keep that going.
0: Yeah. No, Did I they, mean Hulk also made money. Yeah. As well. But it, I mean Iron Man alone. Oh. Iron, Iron Man made shitloads. Yeah. So that was great, and I, I really Gwyneth Paltrow was good as well. I think she's going to be great. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm not a big uh, you know whiny, you know, whiny, <laughs> no, but no, and she. I mean, yeah, that's I me. Mean. She hasn't been great,
1: but in this, she nailed the role. Yeah. Although her superpower is to wear incredibly high heels. In the movie, she wears incredibly high heels throughout. Yep. Pepper pots. Pepper pots. <laughs> so I'll look
0: forward to watching that when you inevitably get the DVD. Yep. No, but uh, that was... that was. I mean, it was a great way to to kick off the summer with yeah. Iron Man. And that was followed by Speed Racer. Which I only saw recently.
1: Um, from the trailers and all this kind of stuff, it looked like they were doing live-action anime. And you know, by uh, that, I mean those Japanese animated movies where they do weird tricks to get out of doing extra art. For example, if someone's doing something super dramatic, this background blurs so you don't have to draw in whatever the hell's behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like they had a lot of art in it. Now, I watched it recently and it's very fucking colorful. But... <laughs> You know, it's kind of like that thing. It's kind of like if you haven't seen Wally, in Wally they have shots of real humans, and it kind of takes you out a bit like that Mm because you're expecting to see CG people in this Mm -hmm. because it's everything CG. I'd say it's the same, almost the same as CG as fucking three hundred. You know what I mean? That that's Mm -hmm. the same as the sets they probably built, Mm -hmm. the house and that's it. But apart from that, left me cold. it Wasn't really. I might need to watch it again. I I didn't see it. I mean,
0: like I I wanted to see it. Uh, It was. Because uh, I've heard such you know like uh, mixed things about it, you know, yeah. it's one of those movies that pe- people either like they seem to love it or they just flat out can't stand it. Like yeah. want to kill people when they leave the cinema, hate it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was a big fan of the uh, the original anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I, I, I am interested to see it. You know, even even if I even if it turns out it sucks, I still want to see it. Oh yeah. And the chip messes with my head because he's just part of the family. No one talks about the fact that he oh, throws okay. what was it monkey cakes? The fucking monkey. monkey cookies. He throws <laughs> monkey cookies at the bad guy, and I'm like, what the? you was throwing crap God. at that guy. Wachows- the Wachowskis, I mean, ever since you know, what is it? Is it Larry or Andy that's now a chick? I can't remember now. I don't know. Did. But ever ever since like one of them got his sex change some, something's gone wrong somewhere. Well, I did have to say I really enjoyed V for Vagina. Uh, it's on telly here constantly, and I watch it all the time. V for vagina. You like it? <laughs> Huh? I didn't. I didn't mind it. It wasn't the graphic novel. No, but know? I thought it was good for what it did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, as as far as like being an action film is concerned, I mean, I, I didn't have any complaints. Yeah. But uh, I read the uh, the original like Alan Moore graphic novel like just a few few days before I saw it. and I think that kind of fucked up the experience. Yeah, for Yeah,
1: it's a bad idea. It's like a, a friend of mine watched. Uh, she read the Lord of the Rings just before going to the movies. Whereas I had read them a comfortable distance ago. That I yeah, remembered yeah, yeah. bits.
0: When the movies when, when the movie came out, I think I hadn't read Lord of the Rings in like ten years. So
1: that's a good that's a good time yeah. because then you go in and you're like, you like you remember all the good bits. And when she came out, she's like Tom Bombadil
0: wasn't in it, and that reminded me of my Tom Bombadil hate. <laughs> Reading through that rhyming crap, but uh, some of Tom Bombadil's lines is in the extended cut. Oh, are they? Really? Yeah, they gave it to Treebeer. Oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so I mean, Speed Race was alright. Uh, I didn't see this either. You didn't see this uh, Sex in the City. I didn't see Sex in the City. Yeah. No, I did not. No. Uh, I was too busy having Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, he was on a Sex and the City. I was in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I don't know, know I mean the people who've seen it if you know that they give you any feedback on it um, the reviews that I've read is that it's basically an extended episode I mean I, I was you know I, I didn't and we'll get to
1: the problem with extended episodes later on when we talk about the Xbox yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right it's going to be a long podcast but it's one of those things it's like why why would we make that a movie it's like making I don't know what's this? No, himself, I I like totally get why they want to make the movie. Yeah, they I mean, want to make they, money. They want to make money, but not only that. I mean, especially among among women. Yeah. It's 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 a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's huge, you know. And uh, what I'm you talking know, about I mean, women s- have their fucking Sex in the City parties, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. like they they were like a They're bunch of chicks all those, like yeah. getting together like uh, you know, it's like for one of, one of my friends for her drink cosmos yeah, one of my friends for her for her birthday, right? I mean, she sent out this uh, this SMS, this like widespread SMS, yeah. like saying like uh, from my from my whatever birthday. I'm booking a, I'm booking out an entire screening room, and we're gonna watch Sex in the City. (laughs) And I was like, I'm busy that night. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I'm talking about, I'm not saying that. Not not nothing against the program. I thought it was great. I enjoyed. No, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it
0: wasn't appointment TV for me. But I'd watch it a little bit. Yeah. Did you see the episode where I think it was Charlotte? She was with that guy who couldn't, who couldn't come unless he bitched her out in bed. No. He could not. He could not reach reach an orgasm unless he cursed her out. So he's like, uh, uh, "No, you fucking bitch, you fucking whore!" <laughs> but I mean, plot wise, story
1: wise, it's not the kind of story that lends itself to a big screen adaptation. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. A, it's not a drama. It is a drama, but it's not a big screen drama. Yeah. And it's not an action movie. You know, unless the four of them team up to take on terrorists.
0: It's like you know, like how many different ways can you see Kim Cattrill spread her legs? I mean. Uh, Um, Well, it's already seven seasons worth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Although I I love Kim Cattrall. She's cool. Mannequin, Um, awesome movie. Mannequin, Big Trouble in Little China, Police Academy. She's great. She's awesome. (sighs) Let's just take a moment there. Yeah, okay. Hang on. Mm. Okay. Okay. I need three and a half minutes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you can do it later.
0: Alright, alright. And after that we had Wanted. Yeah. Yeah which was uh, James McAvoy, Angelina Jolie, and Morgan Freeman. James McAvoy, who looked like he got ripped for one scene. (laughs) Yeah, just for one scene. And he... uh, this was um, the uh, big screen adaptation of the Mark Millar comic book of the same name earlier. that we were talking about earlier
1: yeah and it's basically he's a super. he gets attracted to the villains. now I've read the comic book it's like six issues and in the book it's drawn like Eminem as in like hey Eminem look at this do you want to give me money to make it and um, <laughs> in that world it, well they're not assassins in the movie they're a brotherhood of assassins who all have a special adrenal glands that let them to curve bullets and basically excuses for bullet time but um, in the book in the comic book which is something I thought that would be a good story to do anyway would be it's a world where superheroes have lost and the villains have made everyone forget there ever were superheroes so your daily drudgery life that's the way they want you to be mm-hmm. and you need to you know and it's basically wake the fuck up mm-hmm. I mean the last page of the comic book is basically in screaming at the other people what the fuck did you do today
0: um, and the, the movie I need, to, I need to read that again I read it when it first came out and yeah. I haven't looked at it since And. In-
1: it was pretty cool, but it did have shit monsters. There was a shit monster, and yeah. there was a lizard guy, and there was a bone guy, and it was like they were super villains. But you know, they was it. They divided up the world between them. And that we was have it. Kevin
0: Swift to thank for shit monsters. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so movie um, no,
1: was good though. Angelina Jolie was just kind of I don't know. She didn't get to. The, she didn't I don't know bam, what it bam, is. But, like, An- Angelina
0: Jolie bores me now. It's yeah. like you know, it's, 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 it's like gone of the gone of the is the excitement of performances from like you know like like Gia, and and you know Cyborg Two. <laughs> 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 and hackers. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman was good
1: in it. James McAvoy was good in it. And there was that awesome scene where they they drive the two cars at each other, and he ramps up off her Corvette, mm-hmm. and he's flying through the route, uh, through the air, and he's over because the, the, the guy he has to kill has the sunroof open. And as he's going through, the music's playing, and he points the gun out, and he goes, and he's grinning while he says it, and he says, "I'm sorry," and then blows the guy away in the head. <laughs> that was one of the best moments for the, for the summer for me. I just thought that was a great, but then they had the limb of fate in there, which I think is just something that does not work. It will as a storytelling device, it just really yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, 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 it adds a whole what the fuck factor. They're killing people based upon some linen. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: someone's been cheating. And someone's been cheating
1: with the linen. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and also, I mean, like uh, for the, you know, for those of you who saw it on the big screen, it's just like censorship was a
1: bitch on this movie. And if you're listening in Malaysia, it was. I mean, but. Luckily, they did a lot of cool stuff. They blurred a lot of shit instead of cutting it, which I thought was okay, because I knew it was coming. Yeah. There's one scene in particular where he hits someone with a keyboard, and they, as he hits a, like uh like uh, that guy
0: gets shot in the face, and, you know, it's...
1: The bullet goes yeah, through yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hits some guy with a, a computer keyboard, and as he hits him, the letters fly off, and they fly towards the camera, and they say... They spell out, fuck you, and the U is the guy's tooth that's come out fully. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that's was so awesome, that, right? that That was in the, uh, the Red Band trailer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, awesome. So that was blurred here in Malaysia, but... um. It wasn't cut to bits. You could tell by the music as well. That's always a big sign when there's something cut. You know, the, it, was yeah, wasn't yeah. Too, it wasn't too choppy. <laughs> uh, but it was good. And then the guy, I was the director of Nightwatch. That's who it was. Yeah. And he got he got Antov from Nightwatch in as the creepy guy who helps him out with rats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who was kind of cool. Nightwatch was cool. Nightwatch
0: is very cool. Very, very cool. They Daywatch is confusing. I didn't see Daywatch. It's confusing. Okay. It's over there. You can have it. All right. I think you have it already? No, I don't. Okay. I don't have Daywatch. Oh, I don't know okay um but yeah
1: but it was good it was good popcorn movie not really not really that smart like i mean i think at this day and age you need to have a little extra mm-hmm. you can i mean if you want to turn this shit out you can but if you want to make it something that sticks with people and stays with them it's got to have that little edge and Wanda didn't have that for me mm-hmm.
0: and then after that we had uh the incredible hulk uh which was uh the second movie that came out of uh marvel studios, marvel studios. I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a kick-ass movie. I mean, it sure shit up the floor with, uh, you know, like, uh, Brokeback Hulk, you know, that that Lee did. Yeah. Egg, that I, egg egg yeah. Uh, I mean... Again, a bit of a problem in that it, it, it falls between Iron Man and Dark Knight, so again, it's like, ooh, oh, we did go see that. So, you know... Yeah. No, it's like, no, I mean, I think, like, uh, uh, we talked about this a uh, couple of podcasts ago, it's yeah. like just... Um, you know, as much as I as much as I enjoyed the Dark Knight, it didn't it didn't affect my memory of Iron Man and, and Hulk because the tone of it was so damn different. Yeah. Dark Dark Knight could almost not be a comic book movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a crime drama. You grammar. know, whereas uh, there's something about, you know, it, uh, like uh, Iron Man and Hulk had that Marvel tone. Yes. And that was very very true to those characters. It's not that they're winking at the camera, but they're having a little bit more fun with yeah, it. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, I, I think again, one of the
1: problems I think as it's going to be with any Hulk movie is just that the jolly green giant looks a bit odd. Yeah. No matter how good your effects are, he's a giant green guy. Yeah. So I mean, that does kind of again, it takes you slightly out of it. But there was a lot of cool stuff, and the fights with um, Tim Roth. Yeah. Were great. Were great. And I Tim mean, Roth was great in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that the final battle between Abomination and Hulk was just kick-ass. Yeah. It was just like you know, you know, like it was like this really great pub fight, and New York was the pub.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: geek-asm. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I mean, Edwin Norton was just he just killed. Yeah. You know, he he was uh, he was a great Bruce Banner. Yeah. And, um, and
1: they kept this time they put in the nods to the TV show, the gamma yeah, it radiation. There was burst, a, lot of not, the a lot of nods different. to the TV show. The opening was like the opening yeah, of the LTV show. The
0: Lonely Man theme was in there. <laughs> uh, and um, the casting just worked out really, really well. Yep. I mean, um, I prefer Jennifer Connolly to, to Liv Tyler, but I thought Liv Tyler did fine. Yeah. Um, I when I first heard that William Hurt was cast as uh, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross, I was like pretty skeptical. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean I thought the guy in the, in the uh, broke back Hulk, I thought the guy in Sam that, L.
1: yeah, he was pretty good. At he it. was pretty good. But when you when I saw what William Hurt looked like, yeah, I was like, that was his Thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah, he's th- and again he had a gra- he wasn't just a bad guy. He had yeah. a great through line on yeah, why he's yeah. thinking this and why he's after the Hulk. He's like, I he boy belongs
0: belongs to the U.S. Army. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, it was, and he just kept ramping it up. Yep. There's more and more mayhem. And the Hulk, the, big, the ang, more angry he got, the bigger he got. Because he's pretty pissed off there. But they did not have that nice effect of the rippling. Because that was a big thing when they had that fight in the park. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're making an effects movie. You shoot a lot of it at night to cover up the fact that your CG artists are just working their ass off and they can't do much. Mm-hmm. They had this in the middle of the day. And middle of running the day. around. it looked great.
0: And it looked really, really good. And the close-ups of, of Hulk looked amazing. You know, like- I just thought he didn't look anything like a Norton. No not, no, no, not at all. Not at all. But it was just like really, really cool. Know that this time round, Edward Norton and Tim Roth, they actually did do the, uh, the moves for Hulk and Abomination. Yes, yes. As opposed to in the Ang Lee version where... Ang Lee, was, a- Ang Lee did it. Ang Lee did it. So I was like, oh, it fuck. It's motion capture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, Ang Lee had some good ideas. But I mean, that would have been a lot better. The original one would have been a lot better if it wasn't for that stupid ending. There was no peak. Yeah, it was a fight in a cloud or a lake. Yeah, it was something stupid. You know, it's like this guy wrestling with his old man <laughs> in a cloud and a lake. But also, metaphysically. Yeah, dumbass.
0: Dumb. But that was great. No, but what was great? I mean, it was just uh, what was great about Incredible Hulk was that it was everything that Ang Lee's wasn't. Yeah, you know, and it, it and it was a straight up, really, really cool action movie. Yeah. Right. Even that chase,
1: the chase through the, uh, the, the streets of wherever the hell he was in Brazil.
0: Yeah, that was that, very that cool. That was really nice. That, yeah. was real, the, 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 that, that long sort of shot of all the, shant, the shanty towns. The shanty towns thing. and that running was, around. That was
1: crazy. It was very, very cool. Place.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? L- Louis Letier or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, but he did the Transporter Yeah, the director of the Transporter movies. Oh, he had it in him. He always had it in him. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the Transporter movies and you automatically think, Hulk. He's, he's practicing. <laughs> Up oh, next was Hancock. I
1: haven't yeah. seen this yet. I was thinking of watch it later, but I've heard there's a twist two thirds way through the kind of
0: yeah. Up? Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, like I, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly didn't feel like I wasted my time. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, like the first half of it seemed it plays like a pretty much like straight up like action comedy type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then. It does take a, a different sort of uh, does take a little bit of a left left turn in, in its in its second act, which didn't really bother me. You were okay with it. I was well. I mean, you can tell it, it, it. You can tell it's studio tampering. Yeah. I mean, you can basically you, you can almost see like the studio notes. Yeah. You know, because things just happen too abruptly. You know, it's like out of the blue. It's like it, this is it now. You know? Near the end of filming, kind of thing. No, no. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's it's really weird, but. For me, it was never not entertaining.
1: Okay. Do you think it spoiled the uh, potential of having that, like, lazy-ass superhero story? Did it, did it exploit that fully? Because I felt that, it, even though it's... Because it's Will yeah. Smith. It's Will yeah. Smith. You're going to find it hard. I mean, if you got Nick Nolte when he got arrested and got him to play the superhero...
0: Yeah. That I could believe. Well, I could believe he's
1: down with looking. and he's a fuckhead.
0: Um, Will... I mean, Will... Will Smith I have always thought is, is, is a really good actor oh yeah but he's Will Smith you know but yeah you can't, he saves the planet every two so you can't run away from, from, from the fact that you know this is uh, Mr. you know this big Willie Mr. Fourth of July yeah you know but um, <laughs> he was supposed to be Neo at one point wasn't he they, they asked him about it for The Matrix I think they yeah they asked him they asked uh, that would just mess up your head they asked Tom Cruise they asked Leo DiCaprio really yeah 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 dear god a few people um, I think they, they, they asked Val Kilmer to play Morpheus ooh yeah. Uh. Memories of the Love Guru coming back there unbidden. <laughs> they want. They wanted Jim. They wanted him to do the whole, the whole Jim Morrison side. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, like it was, it was, it was an okay, it was an okay movie. And, and what I, what I did like about it was that they did take there. There's some ballsy decisions there. Really, you know, like when they ch- when the tone changes halfway through the movie, it's a pretty drastic tonal shift. You know, mm-hmm. and. It's it's a risk, you know. It's a risk to take that kind of to th- 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 to change your movie like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually gets dark. Cool. Like in the second half of it, I mean, what's at stake? It actually gets pretty dark. And they do, in my opinion, make some balls, you know, ballsy decisions were made. Not all of them work. Yeah. You know, some of them you're thinking, uh, you know, which you can respect uh, them for taking that. Choice. Yeah, but the but at least there is an attempt to do something that is not your normal summer superhero movie yeah. in, in that regard. I mean, if this movie came out two summers ago, it would be a great movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But It's, it's the wrong it's summer. It's the wrong summer to come <laughs> out, you know? It's because there's just too many good superhero movies this summer. Uh, next
1: up was Kung Fu Panda. I still... I, this is pretty terrible for a movie podcast. I haven't seen so many of these, but um, you've seen Kung Fu Panda. Already. I've seen
0: Kung Fu Panda. I, I thought Kung Fu Panda was fucking excellent. Excellent. Oh, excellent. was that good, really? Yeah, I thought right. it was excellent. It was, um, we didn't talk about this before. So. But, uh, I mean, like, because I only just uh, recently caught it and it was. It was this weird thing for me because they open it with this sort of like old-school 2D Like uh, Japanese anime style. Yeah. type of uh, thing, you know uh, Where it's basically Poe uh, that the panda like Jack Black's character basically dreaming about being this amazing martial artist and That opening is genius. Yeah, the way the look of it is genius. It looks like like slightly like afro samurai type of uh, oh, okay. t- type of style and I was I was wa- I was watching. It, I was like, if the whole movie is like this, it'll be sweet. It was you like Samurai Jack, or no? It was more. No, no, no. Like, no, no. Samurai Al- Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it like it was kind of like gritty, like the lines. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, And it looked lots cool. of rain, and hats in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked really. There wasn't much rain, but you had all the hats and the shadows. and everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was really, really, really cool. And. I was and, and I, I had forgotten that that's not how the movie looks. Yeah. You know I'd forgotten all the trailers I'd seen and everything. I was like sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And all, I mean like I'm oh, this is going to be sweet, awesome. Finally a cartoon I can get into. You know. And then the dream <laughs> sequence ends and it goes back to that. Oh, is this the ten minutes that you didn't? You were a bit unsure. No, 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 no. This on. was when I was totally into it. This is like the first two. This is like the first two minutes of the movie where I was just completely sucked in. And then after that sequence ends, it goes to the three D. It goes to the three D and I was like fuck <laughs> you know and, and I was bored I was bored What I was like oh, for fuck's sake you know, you know you normal fucking animation bullshit and for the next 10 minutes I just didn't like it yeah because of that great opening sequence for the next 10 minutes I, need, I think I might need to watch it again because for all I know it was good stuff yeah um, but for like 10-15 minutes up until the point where he gets picked by um, this uh, wise turtle <laughs> uh, as, the, as the dragon warrior yeah up until that point, I was kind of bored. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. But once, once he it started kung fu fighting, once once it, once he got picked and once his training started and once the action started, it was easily hands down one of the best animated movies I've seen in a long time. Did it have a training montage? Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, but the casting is spot on. Uh, Dustin Hoffman is fucking. Funny. It had a weird cast.
1: It had a lot of it. Like, I mean, Jack Black was all over the posters, but it was only in reading things and hearing things on radios that I heard that
0: like there's a lot of other, yeah. I like, think Dustin- the Jones in is she. Um, Angelina Jolie, she's ti- she's the tiger. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Seth Rogen is uh, cricket. He's in everything. He Mantis, Mantis. He's, he's, Mantis. Ba-
1: he's, his, he's, he's like he's the the, the actor version of, Game of the Taro. He's in everything. He's in the Spider with as well. He's <laughs> funny
0: in that doing the voiceover work. And uh, who else? Like uh, Lucy Liu is the is the snake. Um, Ian McShane is the villain. Oh right, uh, Lovejoy. <laughs> yeah, but um, one thing about uh, Kung Fu Panda is is that it's. Number one, it's really funny. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking laugh out loud funny. But what I was really shocked by is it's probably one of the best b- best action films this year. Really? The action sequences are amazing. Really? You wish that I mean, live action live action action directors would we'll try this crap. Need to watch this movie hmm. and take notes because I've the way the way the martial arts sequences are done, it's just it's really cool. I mean, you you have to you have to check it out. I gotta get my hands on that. Yeah. Um, and some parts of it are just it's what. what's great is that all of the uh, even though like there are a couple of big stars in it all of them are playing it straight yeah you know there's it's not like Shrek you know what I mean where,
1: where, where Mike
0: Myers is obviously in love with Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy is in love with being Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. these guys actually play these characters Sweet. so like you know I was watching I was watching it um, and there were a couple of times when I forgot that it was Jack Black. Yeah. You know, that there were... I, is, mean, well. I mean, I mean, of course when he had certain lines like... You when know, he has his Jack Black moments. You know, when he has like, you know, like, get ready for awesomeness. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you can't not sound like... Like Jack, Jack Black. Jack Black. Um, and certain times when, like with Dustin Hoffman, it's unmistakable, but, you know, and the guy who plays like the turtle, like the the, the, the real, like sort of like Sifu master. Yeah. He's voiced by um, uh, Randall, Randall Duxok Kim, uh, uh, the guy who played... Um, the, the, the key maker in Matrix Reload. Oh, okay. So he's got a really, really cool voice, and Ian McShane is just having a great time. Yeah. You know, uh he, What animal is he? He's the... Uh, he's he's, he's a, 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 like a black tiger. Oh, cool. And Growly. Um, Growly, yeah. Death Growly. Yeah, and he's like sort of, you know, kept prisoner when he escapes, and, and the way he escapes is just... oh, I mean, the action is amazing. You know, it's, it's just a really cool action comedy. Sweet. And then after that, uh, we had... Uh, uh, X-Files. Yeah,
1: and for those of you who listen to our very, very first podcast, you remember that Gavin ran out the mouth on that one. He really <laughs> ranted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen it because I, I was I was never going to see this movie. I was never going to... I might catch it on TV sometime in the next three years.
0: But, but you were never a hardcore X. Ex- I was. I mean, I can remember
1: watching Tombs when it came on BBC at home and like it was the network thing and it was the, the start of it. I was, I was there at the beginning. I was there at the beginning, man. All right, well... And so I dropped off series 5, 6 where it started getting weird and stuff, but the, the last movie... When you're making a TV show and you got to make and you want to make it into a movie, you got to move shit along. You've not got a TV show to fill crap in, so you got to move the plot forward. Scully passed out when the fucking UFO flew over the Arctic in the the, the first movie, and at that point, I saw that like and I was like, that's it and also it's got that labyrinthine plot it's just like uh, uh, just the first one where what's his name goes in to defuse the bomb and sits down and and blows himself
0: up and I'm like what the fuck is this Yeah, what's the caveman I don't (laughs) why just tell me stories about aliens and shit yep and uh, I wish they had done that with this one but they didn't you know I mean like uh, yeah I mean I (laughs) there's there's not much I can say about it that I haven't already said I mean it's not to say that it was a bad movie it was just completely underwhelming yeah and you know it was just a very disappointing experience it was not is it came across as a lame x-files episode yeah you know it's like if you were, if you had seen this exact same movie on tv a few years ago you would have gone like uh not very good this week huh but at least there's another one coming yeah at least but, there's you know you know at least uh there's going to be a another episode whereas this time it just has it just feels sad that this is how they choose to go out
1: yeah yeah anyway. and they are going out I, 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 yeah no way I mean, in hell there's, there's going to be another one yeah
0: not because I mean I don't know I don't know how it's been doing overseas in the states it didn't do well at all no 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 so I'm I'm
1: I'm so done with that I just wasn't bothered I'll stick with my first couple of seasons and rewatching Tombs and the one with uh, Jack Black in it
0: yeah I mean the only cool thing about it was it was cool to see Mulder and Scully back together again but so that was it that was it you know and those those two still have amazing chemistry yeah but uh, aside from that that you know uh, it was it was a huge letdown yeah uh, uh, I think something we only saw recently but Hellboy 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 2 I Hellboy thought 2. I thought this movie
1: was kick-ass this is a great summer movie this it's, is again uh, similar to Iron Man it actually had that kind of thing of nailing a tone and going for it and it was not what I expected I expect that would to be a little bit darker and there's a particular scene in it when they're in a locker room and Hellboy gets beaten up by a wispy
0: ghost and it's hilarious it's, I was surprised how funny it was it's really really good I mean one I was uh, I, I was so I was really surprised at the amount of uh, time that was spent on humor and character development. on human and character development and you know because the one thing about the first movie that I hated was actually the love story angle yeah and in this movie um, it was a very strong part of it and I yeah. felt you know like really, it with it, really, yeah. really really serviced it I mean that that whole thing where um, uh, um, Liz takes takes Hellboy to uh, the, the angel, angel, of, of angel of death who's also played by Doug, Doug Jones King. Doug Jones plays everyone I was listening to a podcast with Doug
1: Doug Jones played Ape Sapien he played the Angel of Death he played in, in. uh he also played one, he played one of the guards or the Chancellor yeah 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 and he's the Silver Surfer and Guillermo del Toro said he, he was in he played like most of the characters in Pan's Labyrinth, in Pan's he, was, Labyrinth he, was, yeah. he was Pan and he was also the guy with the eyes in the hands yeah 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 and Guillermo del Toro was on the radio saying I love Doug I'm going to keep putting Doug in my movies that's it it's like it's Guillermo and Doug from here on out
0: but it's kind of it's kind of weird now because he's um, you know Doug Jones and, and Ron Perlman are two actors who are very uh, who have been very fortunate in the sense that they're famous for characters that they play under shitloads of makeup so you can't really tell it's them but yet they still they've become recognizable now
1: yeah and what 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 um what he was saying game was like, Doug and Ron Perlman, you don't have to put that, they just paint him red. They don't need actual makeup on his face that much because he looks like that. They just smooth it out a little mm-hmm, bit. Yeah. Um, but Doug, he was saying that Doug Jones, he's someone who knows how to act with the mask. Yeah. You put some actors in a mask and they see it as a problem to get yeah. around because like, they can't be as expressive. But he's an actor who takes that on board and he, he every other part of his, um, what you call it, his performance is enhanced. Mm-hmm. But also he uses the mask. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and he's as, uh, he's great as Abe. He's got. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I didn't even notice that it wasn't uh, John. Wasn't Pierce? Was the first thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 David yeah, yeah. Pierce. So David did the, the voice, did, in, the did the voice in the first movie. movie.
0: No, but he's. Uh, I mean, uh, Doug Jones is just uh, just. I mean, like he's an amazing mime. Yeah. And he's an amazing mime. But what is kind of interesting is that because you know I'm a huge uh, Del Toro fan. I've seen all those movies, so I've I've seen all of Doug Jones's um, performances. Performances. And when it came to the Angel of Death scene, I'm like. Hey Doug. It's so Doug Joe. You know, it's like, it kind of takes you out of it. A little bit. A little yeah. bit because, and that scene is just, you know, that scene looked like something that could have been on the cutting room floor from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. You know, that, that, I think they used the same set. Yeah, and that's why. that's
1: why. that's why I didn't rush out to see this because I watched the trailers and it looked more Pan's Labyrinth than Hellboy to me because Hellboy is always dripping in dark. Now you can't do that in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, uh, Hellboy to me would be awesome if just animated it in the, it's like, mostly black, which is the splash of red mm-hmm. because that looks cool. But, and when I saw those scenes about the troll, troll market, mm hmm. I wasn't buying them in the trailer. Loved it in the movie. Loved it in the movie. There's so much going What's on. What's the there. name
0: of that guy the, with that with the with the flying fist? Mr. Candle, isn't it, Mr. It's, it's something like that? Mr. Wick.
1: Mr. Wick. Oh, that was brilliant. He's this giant monster who has a metal fist that shoots out of his hand on a chain and comes back. It. And I think and Hellboy just dodges it it's, the first few times. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That
1: was brilliant. Yeah, and he just gets disposed of in a really nasty way and. That's, that's one thing that I, they don't push it too much, but I think they need to push it a little bit more with Hellboy. Is that, that the witty quips coming after it? doesn't yeah. sound like he's witty, it sounds like he's trying to make up for something a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, it's kind of, he is basically Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. He does have a witty comeback for when something ha- bad happened to him. And I mean, that's great. I mean, one of my favorite lines from the comic books is where he's fighting Hecate. Hecate, and he says, "Look, lady, I was going to cut you a bit of slack because you're a major mythological figure, but now you're pissing me off." And then he just like socks her in the face with
0: his giant stone fist. I love, I love it like when he punches that old woman who's a troll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, "Just move it, you." Oh, he just punches her and she flies like (laughs) thirty feet, and like he's been told,
1: "What do you do that for, Hellboy?" And he's like. "Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and oh, what's the guy uh, the guy from uh, Larry Sanders show who plays his boss uh, Jeffrey Tambor Jeffrey Tambor he's great now as he, well he's always good he's always. He was, he's also from Arrested Development it was very actually the beginning of it when they're walking around the BRPD and he's talking yeah. about Hellboy and now he's like Hellboy doesn't like me I want to try and get better yeah, yeah. and in the background there's all this men in black shit going on there's <laughs> yeah. all these guys herding mythological creatures around and it just looks great <laughs> and the, 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 the tooth fairies. Yeah, they were cool because at first it was like yes, flying death. But when they actually get in, I think I watched it on the small screen, so maybe it didn't come across as much. Because on the big screen, it's maybe you can see them in a little more detail. But um, they're just—they look so cute, and because they're just like these little round heads, and then they open their teeth, and they're or they open their mouths, and you see their teeth, and they're harmless.
0: <laughs> when that one's dancing around like on the table, mm-hmm. the CG was very well done as well. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. No, but Hellboy was just beautiful to look at. Yeah. I mean every single frame was. The just, golden army looked. The, the golden, golden army, army looked like a Mignola thing. Yeah, yeah. The way that, that the the structures in the faces that looked stuff. that looked very Mignola, and yeah. that, that was great. I mean. It, w- it was nice in the sense that he's obviously taken it and made it his own, but it's still very much Mignola's, oh, cr- Mignola's creation.
1: And a great performance by Luke Goss. <laughs> yeah, from Bros. From Bros.
0: <laughs> you may remember him from Blade Two. Did he? Do you know
1: that he did all this, like the like all the sword songs himself? I don't know.
0: I was thinking about that actually. Because he like- does a,
1: He's got a. He's got a sword that gets longer when he rubs it, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he spins around lot a lot and Don't we of all? It, yeah. <laughs> so he spins it around a lot he like he spends like 10% of the time fighting with it the rest of it just looking cool mm-hmm. and if he did that stuff it looks awesome I don't know where they sped it up slightly yeah, or but it yeah. looks really cool yeah
0: no I'd be very impressed actually if yeah. that was him I'm like oh yeah, not bad yeah. yeah you gotta fight off all those fans yeah. so
1: next we come to the big one the Dark Knight the Dark Knight so I mean we've talked about this every single week on the podcast so now we get to talk about it properly Mhm. Yeah, we're going to hit two hours. <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight. Just a great movie. Great movie. Just everything about... The only problem I had with it was uh, Bruce's voice is Batman, but even as you said before, that's like he's getting used to the voice. He's still settling in. Yeah. And that, that's my only complaint. That's my only complaint. There's no other complaint with it. Oh, actually, there is one. Why did they threaten the sun? I didn't know Gordon had a son. Why did they threaten the sun and never go near Barbara? But I presume they threatened the sun so that... You would assume he's gonna die mm-hmm. because they know they're not gonna kill the future Batgirl, even though you know they're not never gonna put Chris Nolan never Batgirl in it. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's a little bit of threat for the fans, I guess.
0: I, I mean, I just thought that it was a it was a beautifully made Batman film. You know, yeah. it was it was the it, it was the it's the kind of movie that. As a as a Batman fan, you always knew they could do. Yeah. It's just waiting for someone to fucking do it and do it right. And do it right. And you know, it's uh, Chris Nolan did a bang up job. I mean, Chris Nolan's not necessarily the best action director in no, the world. No. You know, I mean, uh, some of the action sequences, not to say they were bad, they were they were not bad at all, but in the hands of an, uh, another someone who's maybe a little bit more well versed in, in in action scenes, they could have been better. Yeah. But what you know, like coming back to the whole thing of like caring about the characters, it didn't really matter because with all of the goodwill that was built up with the characters in Batman Begins, yeah. and then how they took it even further with Dark Knight, it's you. It didn't mm-hmm. matter because every scene, even if it wasn't the best shot action sequence in the world, you still were they so the emotional. They weren't the meat. They were just some of the bones in yeah. there. but the
1: meat was just watching these people
0: do these things. Yeah. by that time you're so emotionally invested in the characters that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter, and that was just what was uh, what was brilliant about the film.
1: And uh, this is before we even get to talk about Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker, which is yeah. just it was awesome. It was cool, and I love the way that they he revised his own origin story as he went through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way he you totally bought into was a crazy psychopath when he's. I think I told you before when they're showing the videotape from torturing the um, faux Batman, the fake Batman, mm-hmm. and he's like. Threatening like, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying, I'm sorry. It's, like, it's okay, it's okay,
1: it's okay it's Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And even when he says
1: at the end, you think I'm gonna take you on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> me? You, you, think that I, you think I'll let all this hinge on a smackdown a smackdown between yeah. you and me? Beautiful. Hint, <laughs> yeah, you know? because like, so
1: many of the uh, superhero movies do have it all hinge on a smackdown. Yeah, yeah. And this is just so fucking clever. And I, it was and it just so much happened in it, my yeah. god. There was so much in there going on.
0: I mean, like the way, like, for um I think I was, I think I was to, uh, uh, telling you about this the, the day I saw it. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, you could... When you took the day off to go see it. Well, yeah, when I took the day off. <laughs> I took the day off to go see it. But um, there was... Early, early in the film when he's double-crossing all of his people. Like yeah. That, that, that oh, robbery. when he's been introduced? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And... Um, and then when like one of them's like you know you're you're crazy, and then he just sort of looks at him like dead serious. No, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's the thing. And he's that not. and that that was brilliant. I mean, the minute I heard that, I was like, I, I this is this is gonna be awesome. And when
1: you see that it all falls into place, he's had a plan all along, and. The best one the best joke in like this of the summer was you know disappearing chick the pen, i'm gonna make this pen disappear and the guy yeah, yeah. Them, grabs his head slams his head down yeah. on the pencil and then just throws that down. was that was fucking awesome and so calm talking to those guys and they're in his way just hurry up and
0: pay me to do this work so commissioner yeah. i mean just the 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 diction the way the, yeah the voice, yeah the way that he spoke i mean the way that he, he continually licked his lips yeah yeah and that that was that was really really cool but um, I mean casting wise I mean as much as much as I love that Jim Gordon was uh, what's his name Gary Oldman is Jim Gordon is Jim Gordon. No I think everyone was perfectly cast. Yeah. I thought everybody in that movie was perfectly cast. I mean the whole thing with Bat- with the Batman voice it's like it didn't re- it didn't really bug me but I think for like people like like you, you and me we we kind of approach it like a slightly different we have a different way of watching it. It's like Yeah, I've gotten we, too used we, to the Batman from the cartoons, and I need to guy Kevin something
1: or other. Kevin, Kevin guy, Conroy, Kevin Conroy, the yeah. guy who does that nails the difference between Batman yeah. and Bruce without it ever sounding forced. When he's talking as Batman, yeah, yeah. it's natural. Whereas I just felt it was a little force. But I can, I mean, you can rationalize it away. He's yeah. still fitting into those. At the yeah. end of this, he's oh, he's finally coming to I terms mean, with the fact that he is the Dark Knight from yeah. day one.
0: I mean, in, in in the Dark Knight, we're still dealing with a year one Batman. Yeah, he's still sorting it out, you know, he, and getting from dealing with crime to dealing with freaks. Yeah. And so, like by the time it gets to like Batman Four, Batman Five, that's when around that time you'd imagine that that's when he'll be the Batman that we all know. Yeah, you know? he has all
1: his tools and all his toys, and he knows what he's doing. And mm. in this as well, because I can feel that they're building towards that. Because in yeah. this, he's starting slightly to strip away yeah, yeah, the like need for Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox. He comes up with his own thing to yeah. but he also comes up with Lucius destroyed for him. Yeah. Um, Alfred, he's not so much relying on Alfred's yeah. advice and stuff. Like in the first one, he was just being bullheaded towards yeah. Alfred. Whereas this one, he kind of relied on him a bit, but it was also "I'm my own man, I'm gonna make sure." And then yeah. when he loses right uh, when he loses Rachel Dawes. It's like he's lost his last connection, and it's time to just go yeah, be, be emo, emo hardcore.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the way that uh, the way that Dark Knight closes, you really get the sense that now he is a truly solitary character. Yes. Whereas um, you know, like moving, which you know, moves him away from the whole year one type of Batman. So, yeah. so in that in that regard. You, you know like the voice can kind of be thought of like in, in that sense you know but it's also like to, to one thing that you like if you want to be logical about it is that he's a very famous person Bruce Wayne is very well known so yeah. he needs to disguise his voice
1: and then he's Bruce Wayne he kind of sounds mm. like he's drunk yeah time.
0: and Aaron Eckhart nailed Two-Face he was fantastic he was he was brilliant he's watchable though I mean they watch him in the he's just always he's a good actor he's, he's a, a, great a good actor, actor. He's like a um, in The Company of Men um, you know Thank you for smoking. Yeah, thank you for smoking. Um, the core. The core. <laughs> Your friends and neighbors. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a really, really versatile actor, and I just thought I just I just thought he was brilliant in yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, he really bought into You, you kind of, I knew where it was going, but I still kind of got into it that he, maybe he can do it. Maybe
1: maybe he can make yeah. a difference. Maybe he can.
0: Yeah, you know. Maybe he can be Gotham's white knight. And the and just the the uh, the the effects for Two Face, which is amazing. I, I was well surprised because I hadn't seen that online beforehand. Seeing it, and I was like. My
1: God, that's like hardcore for a summer movie. I mean, yeah. again, I was into another podcast. They were talking about how it was. I think in the UK it's rated PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were bringing in kids under thirteen, and he was raving at this. is like saying, don't bring your, it's not. It's called Batman, yeah, but PG thirteen. Don't bring kids, yeah, because it will either bore them or the, the you know drive them insane. Mm-hmm. But the whole face thing was like I was. Just, that was like a horror movie kind of level thing, but it worked. And just again, you, you see
0: the little tendons working it and sitting like, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's fucked up. And uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal was a definite improvement over Katie Holmes.
1: Give or take either, the most really.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, like the role shouldn't, the character really didn't need to be there anyway. No, no, you know. No, but I mean, like if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna have it, I'd rather have Maggie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Morgan Freeman as well it was pretty good. Nice to see uh, him. Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine's always didn't, good. Didn't didn't do too badly. No? <laughs> so yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely my my uh, one of my favorite movie of the summer. Yeah, it was great. It was a kick ass movie. Leading on from that,
1: I've seen Wally. You still haven't seen Wally? I still haven't seen Wally. You need, I need to see it again. I'd forgotten how much I liked it. Again, you totally short term. I guess it's all the alcohol damage to the brain. But um, it was only last week someone got me started on it, and then I couldn't stop. Okay then. I just ran it now. So I'm um, gotta be careful of that, but it's it was it's just really really good. The robot and the the whole first half hour of it is just a joy to behold, because you're like thinking, my God, someone made this movie. Like it's something that like made a movie like this. It was I mean it would have been really ballsy to have it all just him fucking around the planet, the okay. loneliest robot in the world. And Actually, originally apparently it was going. The you moment.
0: see, I would have I would have loved something like that. because yeah.
1: yep. it is, and it's not even it's not even schmaltzy. He's just little cute cool little things going on, and they get so much out of the voice. Mm. the noises and everything else because he's, he's, he's a trash compactor he, shouldn't, he doesn't have a voice but he has some noises that he uses and it just works so well and there's a the little thing like I mean they have the cute sidekick as the cockroach but you never really you know we came out of that and I was kind of like feeling a bit better towards cockroaches I was thinking well, next time I see one I won't freak out so much they're kind of cute <laughs> and I mean and it's just oh good and all of the robots when they get later on they meet more robots they're all excellent there's one who's like basically he's got OCD because conti- Wally's dirty mm. and this is a pristine spaceship and his name is I think. Mo- I,
0: I think I've seen clips of that. He gets yeah. all. He, he gets just all like flustered. he
1: gets, and like, again, he's a cool-looking unit, and like um, he just all he has is like a bank of lights where his eyes should be, and that's how they get his the, the that and the noise is all they get out of him, and it, or his arms as well. He's a little kind of cleaner thing, mm-hmm. and he's just going around going. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just says that and gets pissed off. He just and he spends the whole movie cleaning the floors, chasing after Wally, and it's brilliant. And like, yeah. You know the kind of they made up at one point, and there's loads of robots, and there's loads of dysfunctional robots as well who all gang up together, and they're all just great. They're just it's everything's so well designed, everything's so well thought out. The baby humans are a bit weird; they're like big babies because they've been in space for too long. But um, they I definitely work want really to see well. it. Yeah. definitely, and you should definitely go see it so we can talk about it in depth.
0: Okay, no, I definitely want to see it. I mean, this is. Uh it, it, it looks really really good and I, I I just like the idea of a love story between robots yeah it's super you it's know really, really none good. of those pesky emotions yeah <laughs> and
1: one thing that I should say about it is quite weird the soundtrack mm-hmm. it's mostly like Hello Dolly's in it because the, the only tape Wally has is uh, Hello Dolly right and he plays on it he's hooked it up to an mp3 player with a giant mirror <laughs> and um, the rest of the soundtrack is all like Motown hits and different things like that you know what I mean there's not enough, of it, not enough. there's a little bit of incidental music But there's not an awful lot of, you know, music for it or modern music in there. And it just adds a a different tone as well, because it's like, it doesn't, mind you, it's a movie, it's like, this is our, this is what it's like, this is what life's like. This is, you know, what music is always involved in these things.
0: Well, I definitely want to catch that. I'll catch that as soon as I can.
1: Okay, Tropic Thunder, which still isn't
0: out here, it's not going out here for fucking weeks. Yep. Uh, so, October. so naturally, neither one of us has seen it, but no. um, it was—it's been number one in the U.S. for three weeks. I might try catch it if it's on at home before I get back. No, yeah, try. But uh, everything I find in the review, everything that I've heard about it has been really good. I mean, it's supposed to be a really, really good R-rated com- no, adult comedy. Cool. Great cast. Great cast. And uh, after that, we. Uh, you don't mess with the Zohan, which was Adam Sandler's latest, which had a great opening, but uh, didn't quite follow through. Although, I, I think I'm kind of in the minority, because... Uh, it's doing well for itself, isn't it? It's, well, it, 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 I think it barely crawled to 100 mil. Oh, okay. Um, which, for an Adam Sandler movie, is a bit of a disappointment. More no, Normally, his movies do pass 100 mil. But... Um, I mean, it's, it's like, like, like I said, it's by no means terrible, Yeah, you know, it's, if you like Adam Sandler, chances are you'll probably like the movie. It's just that for me, even though I do like some of Adam Sandler's movies, I just felt that, you know, he could, you could have done so much more, you know, it's like that whole thing. You it's know, wasted opportunity. Yeah, like Which a in thing, the movie is annoying. The whole thing about him fucking all the old women, you know, it's like for, to me, it's just like I'm sorry, you know, like that, <laughs> that's not comedy to me.
1: Yeah, and it's <laughs> although, not in the trailer. I didn't know it was going
0: to be that. I haven't seen it yet. I don't although I have it. met a couple of people um, who have watched it as ah, like, oh, I thought it was funny, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple, one in particular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're down to the mediocre end of the list really because it's coming out to the end of the year Clone Wars it wouldn't
0: be a summer without a mediocre Lucas offering
1: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Clone Wars it's a TV pilot die had Star Wars fans will see it and they'll be happy-ish but you know it doesn't add anything. it's like it's Star Wars now is just that for me it's not anything I look forward to it's something that happens to be on all the time Yeah. it's like a soap a daytime soap it just comes up every so often with something new and it's like oh look at Star Wars well the reviews for the movie have been shit yeah but they, it's, it's not, been... it wasn't that bad but it's just it's it's, it's, it's not aiming very high anyway No. Nah so you know that was that Mummy 3 also not ending very high
0: seen uh, that yet? I actually no, I haven't seen it yeah. no it's just <laughs> everything everything I've heard about it is just been, uh, no thank you I can do without that
1: yeah I mean life's too short to waste your time on movies that just don't you know impart anything to you mm-hmm. I was touched by Wally <laughs> <laughs> in places I'd rather not talk about it. but um, yeah uh, I mean you know what and Dark Knight you know it gives you a, a sense of that one's um, cool but um <laughs> mommy 3 was just like oh look at Brendan Fraser's hair again wow yeah
0: mm,
1: nice um me Dave you saw me Dave I still haven't seen this yet
0: yeah uh, um it's not that good <laughs> yeah but it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the love it, No, no it, was, oh, no it was Citizen Kane compared to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was comedy gold compared to. But it's alright. Sunday
1: evening DVD. Father, there's nothing else on, and it's raining.
0: I know, I mean, I I remember you're that uh, in
1: the house, and there's uh, nothing, and, and all your books are burned.
0: I remember when I was talking about it, I kind of like uh, gave it a little bit of a thumbs up. And look, looking back, you know, I was just in such shock that it wasn't terrible. Yeah. That uh, I probably thought it was better than it was. But so uh, you're evoking your thumbs up? Thumbs up. I mean, like I said, it's it's not terrible. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's the best thing you can say about it. You know, I mean, it's better than being hit in the eye repeatedly in I mean, a large face. Uh, well, okay. I mean. Let's Let's just say it's better than Norbit. Yeah. you know, but Not hard. Not hard, not hard at all, but looking back on it, I mean, yeah, there were a couple of bits in there that I kind of liked, but for the most part, it was very mediocre. Yeah. And then the end of the summer season ended on a, a terrible note with The Love Guru, which kind of, thankfully it didn't,
1: obviously we've been able to fill quite some time time about this. So it didn't destroy our memories of the summer totally, but The Love Guru was pants. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. I mean, I can't face that movie. Yeah. What is it you can't face? I can't face... <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it you can't face? <laughs> oh,
0: no. So, oh, that's it.
1: if you think we've missed anything, or if you're still listening after all this, if you think we've missed anything, again, email us in,
0: podcasts,
1: podcast at, um, at mm-hmm. um I don't think we've missed anything, but then again...
0: Well, well we missed that pineapple express. that was was August that was summer that was summer yeah that was summer yep
1: again we've mentioned that a bit before Seth Rogen James Franco stoner comedy looks great
0: looks really funny not out here yet yeah and if it is it's gonna be cut to shreds (laughs) yeah it's gonna be cut to shreds mate
1: anyway that's the end of our summer movie review roundup yeah I think we should quickly run through the top tens we're not gonna do what's coming up next because there's nothing coming up next yeah there's nothing but shit I don't know what we're gonna do next weekend uh we'll probably just review your DVD collection okay yeah, yeah alright then oh uh, they're probably, they're top, <laughs> we'll, we'll scour the web for top tens and take the piss out of them or something yeah. but we'll, we'll figure it out anyway so don't, don't oh,
0: we're, we're thinking about doing that, that sci-fi thing
1: yeah yeah I've got a sci-fi list so we'll try and do that Yeah. So we're going to have
0: our animation argument at one point oh yes yeah, so we'll have to oh, yeah, we'll we'll, the day you after do that. you
1: see Wally we're going to just argue okay, about okay alright okay and so top box office top 10 ending 31st of August number 8 The Love Guru who's going to see this who's mm-hmm. going to see this I have this? no idea what happened to 9 and 10 uh, I don't know the website. I think the website <laughs> we get them off um, and are onto us. All right. So they, they they hit nine and ten to see if we went through them. So well,
0: fuck them. Really, I mean, who do they think they are? I don't know. Was Shit. It, there was no nine and ten. I was like, what the hell? Don't they know who I am?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> seven, ghost house. Ghost
0: house. That's. Uh, the, what's that's the, the, the,
1: I think that's a Thai movie. What's the animated one called? Ghosts. Monster House, Monster House.
0: That's an awesome movie. That's an awesome movie. That yeah. movie's kick-ass. Uh, number
1: six, the luckiest man who got Cantonese, is it?
0: I think so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Number five, Wally Armstrong. Great movie. Number four, you don't mess with the Zohan. Number three, Death Race. People like watching stuff explode. And you know that movie. That, look that movie looks fun. Are you gonna go uh, see it? Uh, I, I, I'm definitely gonna see it. Whether or not I'll see it on the big screen, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, oh, no, it is. It's
1: not bad. You know, it's good.
0: Yeah. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Joan it's Allen slumming it. Yeah. Uh, number two, it's been in the top ten for a while, and we still don't know nothing about it. Money not enough two. Money not enough two. That's a Singapore show. <coughs> That's a Singapore movie done by Jack Neo. Uh, all right. <laughs> and uh, the number one, Babylon yeah. AD. Babylon sorry. AD. So fucking that- a lot of dumbass Malaysians, you know, like uh, fucking putting their money but in. everyone's already seen wally and death race and well then not, see not, them again <laughs> <laughs> stay home watch watch a dvd You're like, go to the park why are you paying <laughs> diesel's rent you dumb shit
1: uh, let's take a quick look maybe. now the uh oh there no the only three is number nine there we go yeah, period. number nine was Mommy Three. Yeah, so uh, U.S. top ten, number ten, Vicky Christa, Christina Barcelona. That's the Woody, uh, Allen. Woody
0: Allen movie. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett uh, Johansson, Penelope Cruz, and Javier Bardem. Scarlett Johansson's been in the last couple of. Uh, she's his. Uh, she's muse. his. She's his new muse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like some yum. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's uh, she's the blonde Sun Yin. Oh, <laughs> let not go there.
1: And uh, number nine, Pineapple Express, which you mentioned earlier, still hanging on. Still Just hanging on. on. Number eight, Mamma Mia. I think that's coming. That's the next like big ish movie coming out yeah um, I want to see that just I to see how I wanna, I, I've want. i heard it's like people are going and singing along and stuff like that was I telling you one of the reviews I heard it's like it's like watching wandering into a party where no one knows the lines and no one knows how to dance but it's just a musical yep um, That says. I mean it's just to see the experience yeah I've never been to uh, sing along a sound of music but apparently sing along a Mamma Mia it's so so.
0: it was a dream of my university to drop acid and go to a sound of music <laughs> 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 To dress up as a nun and <laughs> drop acid and fucking <laughs> 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 what to do with a girl in the
1: yeah. uh, number 7 disaster movie what do you
0: mean but- it doesn't sound like a good idea for a first date <laughs>
1: Number seven disaster movie. Latest in the long run line of something movie. Insert word here. Movie so I'm just and i And I and I have heard that it is it is in fact a disaster. It is. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, uh, that what was? You're it? just asking for trouble calling your movie that. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. But I mean, is is what's her name? at the house bunny in this one? She's not in this one.
0: No, no, no. This is not the scary movie stuff. I mean, she she does the uh, the scary movies. Oh yeah, I know. But they're not related. They're not related. No, 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 no. This is like like these are the same people who did epic movie. Yeah, yeah. And, like uh, she's not involved in that. Oh, okay. Meet the Spartans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but either way, terrible fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six Death Race Death Race Darker, still hanging five. on number five uh, Traitor Trader, which is uh, Don Cheadle and uh, Jeff Daniels and this is this, this Don is Cheadle is always watchable unless he's doing an uh, English, English accent yeah oh what mate? Nice. Uh, oh what you wanker I'm blowing up yeah, yeah his accent's fucking oh weird. fuck I, I wanted to shoot him
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> number four the house bunny is uh, rumour Willis and your woman yeah. Anna Farris. yep um, the bunny goes to college Pretty, yeah, much, pretty much. Number three, the Dark Knight, still going strong. Overtaken by Babylon AD. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: it's gonna hurt. It wasn't overtaken. Babylon. This is ba- Babylon AD's o- over- opening week. Yeah, right? opening week. So Just it's gonna gonna be, be, not going to be there next week. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. And at number
1: one, Tropic Thunder. So yeah, this is the third yep, weekend third, there. Third week in a row. Third week in a row. Not bad. Not bad. And yeah. So look, we got nothing, was it Mamma Mia is 18th of September. We'll be out. Lady, come Cap- Cap- and Papa Crook. I saw that's on in the cinema already. Apparently. I think our list mm-hmm. is... Oh, the other Boiling Girl. We mentioned that last week. Yeah. There's nothing that's been added into the list since we went through it last week.
0: Yeah. Well, 1st of October is uh, Eagle Eye, and I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, 9th of October, Brothers again. 2nd yeah. Yeah, no, of October, though, we got to watch bop a
1: Comedy, <laughs> drama, family. Uh, Max Payne's October as well. So... Yeah, Tropic Thunder is in bold on this. 23rd of October, so got a bit of a wait. Are you going to be here for that or will you be away?
0: Um, I, I'm not too sure. Oh,
1: Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Have you seen the trailer for this? Fuck no. I haven't <laughs> seen this either, and apparently it's the, wor- the The guy who, the people online are saying it's the worst trailer ever. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I hate chihuahuas. Yeah, that's me. I think it's the kind of it's going for. So have, we should take a look at that for next week. Right. Uh, space Gyms is supposed to be, I've heard it's cheap space movie. As oh, in yeah. a cheap, cheap um, animated movies. No. Which um, one? Great, space Gyms. Oh, I've seen the trailer for Space Chimps. Yeah, it, it looks ridiculous. City of Ember, I'm looking forward to that. Chicago 7, have you, seen that? have you seen the trailer for that as well? Chicago. Uh, no. It's done in that, um, what do you call it, Scanner Darkly, Waking Life uh, rotoscope. Demo, oh, I really? think But it's about, um, in Chicago, It's I think it's a human rights demonstrator or some mm-hmm, of that, and their yeah. court case was a little shit trumped up against them. Steven Spielberg is working on a treatment of this as well, the same story. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's Harvey Miller, but some, something like along those lines. There are like seven people who are like... Tr- on trumped up charges, I think, and it's like fight for justice. But the Chicago Seven is more of a documentary, but rotoscoped. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie I think will more concentrate
0: on one or two main characters and have the rest of them around it. So it'd be courtroom drama kind of thing.
1: City of Ember just looks like
0: cool kid I'm 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 looking forward to City of Ember. Yeah. City of Ember is uh, it's directed by Gil Keenan who directed Monster House. Yeah, and it's kids and the, they live and the, they've been living underground for god knows how long. They've forgotten there's a sky. And then Diary of the Dead should be fun. Rock and Roller. Don't see the point in seeing that in the cinema. It'll be cut to shit. And and then, uh, Sayang You can dance His opening also On uh, 27 November uh, I, I don't think I It's to a Malay movie uh. Oh did I do no, I didn't basically know anymore Because it's basically just Not too sure who is in it But uh, I, I suspect Some Malay people Be in it uh? yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's a bit too early To look at what's coming Yeah in Yeah
0: Man it's, it seems so far away And now it's yeah, don't Avatar don't... Avatar <laughs> <laughs> Come on Cameron Don't fuck it up
1: Yeah <laughs> Anywho, that's the last. Of our, that's the end of our podcast. So we'll talk to you next week and we'll figure out what we're going to do. And um, again, email us in the podcast at mcgapaprize.com because we've got nothing to talk about now. <laughs> so we need some content. We'll figure some shit out. Yeah. Thank you. Good talking to you. Bye. Bye.